Dude, there is literally not a single pizza-related song except for the SpongeBob one, which is good. That's, That's a gonna, good one. It's going to get us taken down, dude. Taken I do, I do dubstep, too. You guys know that, right? Did you read that? No. Oh, you know, like, I, I own Moonrise Festival. Are oh, you serious? Yeah, that's like the whole thing. This whole thing was a pivot. Oh, shit. Yeah. What? This was like, I didn't crazy. make pizza. A year ago, I wasn't making pizza. I was playing Call of Duty. 15 months ago, I was throwing EDM shows everywhere. Oh, that's so crazy, crazy, right? Dude. What that the is fuck? wild. That yeah. is wild. You definitely lead with the pizza now. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you definitely. Um, it's the dad thing. I'm you didn't like, come oh, in pizza. with any uh, glow sticks or anything like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> I got some Detroit style pizza. I got I some Molly. I boofed some Molly before I uh, left the house because I wanted to have a vibe. Um, <laughs> Damn. Well, I know who's has a fucking food stall at the next movie. I know, seriously. Like, <laughs> um, exclusive food by yeah. underground pizza. <laughs> <laughs> All, sorry, we only had pizza today. Pizza <laughs> and mozzarella sticks. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Well, you know, I'm going to skip the track anyway. There's no pizza songs to go in on. Who cares, dude? Uh, live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. And uh, today we are here with, uh, I just found out so much more about you in the past 30 <laughs> seconds. 13 Holy seconds, shit. legitimately. But we are here uh, with Evan Weinstein. Great name to have these days, dude. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, I try not to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're sticking with the I've pizza. I've had it my whole life. <laughs> yeah. so. Of uh, underground pizza, which I, up until about 10 minutes ago, didn't realize that you just started within the past year. Eric yes. told me that. So this is... Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a hobby. No, um, so this was a pivot project. I was sitting at home playing a lot of Call of Duty, uh, come from the entertainment industry, and we're shut down. Obviously, events are shut down. Moonrise Festival, Steez Promo, all of our events disappeared in 72 hours, literally a full calendar to nothing. Yeah. And started making pizza at home for myself, and that went to people saying, hey, I want to buy one of those. That looks good. And then it was like making 20 pizzas a week out of my house. Just 20, like, you know, 20 bucks here, 30 bucks here, whatever. So did then, you have any background in I've, pizza at all? So in high school, I worked at a pizza restaurant as a delivery driver. That's my first bit of experience. Second. <laughs> se there we go. <laughs> second. Um, it's like it's like if I had any experience as a pilot, I'd be like, I drove a school bus once. Yeah. Like, um, second, I worked at the dining hall at UMBC, the there pizza station. Pizza night. capital of the world. I brought out 700 pizzas at UMBC's dining hall one night. That's my claim to fame. There you go. That's the most thing, most I ever did at college. Catonsville style pizza. Catonsville style pizza. Yeah. <laughs> world renowned. Poor, poorly organized and tastes horrible. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I just like to cook, so I was I've made tons of pizza at home. I've got like one of those grill pizza grill things, like mm -hmm. kind yeah, of your, I got one turn of your grill into a pizza oven. I like cooking, and this all just started as a I'm tired of driving to go pick up this pizza. I'm just gonna make it for myself. Yeah, and is well, there an air raid going on? Uh, there is always something going on with that fire department. <laughs> By the oh, way, it's a fire department. Shut, right. yeah, shut it real lightly because it's gonna move my camera. A gust of wind could move me off screen. But we were talking about it a little bit before the podcast, and I did want to kind of save it until now, but I was intrigued because I've only been made aware of, of two types of pizzas. Yeah. And that would be New York style, uh -huh. 
and Chicago style, right. which is deep dish. Yeah. That's as far as I know. I know there's other types of pizzas. Yes. I didn't know there was any other city styles of pizza. Oh, so. there's a lot of cities of style of pizza. So there's there's a Buffalo style pizza. Okay. Yeah. I would have just some... assumed that was just with Buffalo sauce. Yeah. yeah. No, there's like, no, no, no. There's like an actual, like people from, I didn't know about it either until recently. But uh, people from Buffalo are like, oh, yeah, like this Buffalo st- Buffalo style pizza. This is like Buffalo pizza. And yeah. I'm like, and I'm like dude, you're in New that? York, bro. Yeah. So just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just call it New York. There's obviously Sicilian and all those types. But then you get into Chicago style. There's the Detroit style, which is big in that region. There's um, New Haven, Connecticut, which is considered by some. I, it's a very controversial topic. The capital of U.S. pizza. New Haven, Connecticut. New Haven, Connecticut has like oh. some of the oldest and some of the most renowned like pizza places. And that's like right over the water from New York City. I or no? No, I think I it's uh, I've never been to New Haven. I've only been to Hartford and Wallingford, which skip Wallingford. Wallingford, I, baby. Wallingford, Wallingford style Wallingford, pizza. That's Connecticut. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, you uh you focus on you do Detroit style pizza. Detroit style pizza. And yes. and to me when you brought it in, it seemed a lot like uh it was reminiscent of a Chicago style pizza kind of had that deep dish vibe to it. Yep. But uh I, to be honest, I've only had Chicago style once. Yeah. And uh, when I went out to Chicago, I was dating my ex at the time. Yeah. So and you had a bad experience with of it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> we stayed now there. I her- have to hate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we stayed there with her friend who was like this very like bohemian type of like kind of like free spirit girl. Yeah. And of course we go out to Chicago and I'm only there for lay hour, layover for like overnight. So we get right. there at like 8 p.m. We had to leave the next morning at 7 a.m. So I got eight hours in Chicago. I want to try something. And I heard like Luminati, Luminati's. Luminati. Yes, that's what my, yes. And that's uh, the one I've had yeah. too. And I wanted to get that. But her friend was like, no, that's like a touristy place. It's not good. So. We got to go to like this like local blah, 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 blah. And so we go to like some like hipstery kind of like deep dish thing. And it just like was okay. And I just remember sitting there being like, I know we could have gotten better pizza. It's. I've had Chicago Pete. I went to Lou Malnati's. I was actually in Chicago for a couple of days for a big for dinner, and I had Lou Malnati's, and it just wasn't good. We I we waited a long time for it. It didn't taste good. It was so cold out. There was nobody even outside that I could give it to because I just didn't mm-hmm. want to eat it. Mm. We took it to go, and we left it in the hotel. That's how bad it was. Wow. And that's I had. That's probably the only other aside from Air Island to Airport Pizza that I could not eat. That's probably the only pizza that I ate. Like, I can't eat this. This is not good. Now, is that a chain? Luminati? Yeah, I think they're all over Chicago. I think there's like a bunch of them. And then they shut. That's my, my aunt lived in Chicago. She, I'm like, where should I go for deep dish pizza, Chicago pizza? And she's like, Luminati's. And I was like, this sucks. Yeah. I'm never asking you about pizza again. It's probably like um how like Pat's and Gino's is like yeah. the big Philly cheesesteaks, even yeah. though they're not like the best ones. They're not the best. And it's I'm from Philly, so I'm like yeah. and I go to Gino's and I know it's not the best, but I go there because I was a kid and I, I went there for Yeah, I feel like that's how life. it is for like most people too, where it's like uh oh shit. Oh. Boom. Yeah. I didn't know what was about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing comes crashing down. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's very, I think it's very similar to that. And I just, the style of Chicago, Chicago's a little bit more layered. It's more like, like, like a quiche. I just felt Mm -hmm. like it's just not, this is more fluffy, like a, a bit more bready. Um, Dude, the butteriness on the bottom was unreal, dude. And I meant to tell you, so I actually, uh, I'm not, no, if you're familiar with, uh, well, 
last name Weinstein. Are you a, are you Jewish? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I am. Guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm Greek, and we uh-huh. have our Easter this Sunday. Right. Um. And uh, we base our Easter off of the Jewish Passover. That makes sense. Yes. And so we were supposed. I was supposed to be fasting and not eating like meat or dairy this whole week, and I haven't. Right. But then when you told me you're bringing pizza, I was like. I gotta do it, bro. I gotta do it. Now, I didn't necessarily have to eat four slices, right? (laughs) (laughs) But you know, when in Rome, I think yeah, when exactly or Greece, when in Greece, (laughs) that's how the saying really went. Did you just? I think if you yell "Opa" and spin backwards, it's it's, turns back time. Yeah, yeah. you're good. You're forget all is forgiven. Um, Yeah, so you like the pizza. No, it was fantastic. It now was I was I was amazed just the fact that you have had the amount of success. Did you've you had just in such have those on you, time. or did you like make them real quick? We made them real quick. We made them real quick. Yeah, I was down at the shop, so we uh, you shot back up. I looked at your Instagram earlier, uh-huh. and you had twenty point nine k followers. Yes, on Instagram, uh-huh. and then I looked at it like ten minutes ago, and you had twenty one thousand. So you've actually upped your game just in the past, like. Since you've been here. Yeah. Well, it was, we were at like 21,003 followers. So it might have been, mm. you lose a couple, you gain a couple. You lose a couple, um, you gain a couple. But we've got some followers. I mean, we've had some success with the pizza. It's, the whole thing's been like, I'm very good at marketing. I come from the events world, selling a lot of tickets, marketing, but it's at also, it's good pizza. And like, I think that, yes. I can get a lot of followers, but it'd be 21,000 people bitching about how my pizza sucks. Yeah, yeah. If I can, I can curse on here, right? Yeah, yeah that's yes, fine. I all the time. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> now, how did the, um, how did the you, do you have a location or is it an office yeah. in Marketplace down in Power Plant? So we have a location. We have a full pizza kitchen. It start, this started out of yeah, my kitchen in my house. how many months into... So, it's crazy. So the whole story because it, it still hasn't been a year since no. like you started, and shit, it's, it's which is wild. June, I was selling out of my house. June, like all almost all of July, June and July, and I was just like at one point I was selling a hundred pizzas a week out of my house. Out of your Jesus house? How does that fuck? Literally like four in at a time, like cooking and boxing them, like meeting Damn. people Do in you parking have, like, more lots. Than one like oven? Like, no, it was oh literally it was not sustainable or scalable oh my god um and i got i remember that one week i hit a hundred and i was like i mean i was like staying up to one o'clock in the morning making dough like waking up in the morning to go drive around and look for ingredients like cheese and there was a there was actually a flower shortage yeah, so this is in the middle of the pandemic yeah there was a huge flower shortage you can read about so oh, i was wow. like there was one point where i'm like i can't get flour on fucking amazon like I don't know where to get flour. Like it was like a fla- straight up yeah, flour like, shortage. Eddie started like milling their own flour. Right. Like it was literally it. like was people insane. were milling people were milling their own flour yeah. locally. <laughs> like like think about that. Like like it's it's the black it's the dark ages. We're milling our own flour again. So did you literally have like some type was there like a place for sale that you were just like this No, is it? I was like meeting people in the giant parking lot near my house in Annapolis. I was like driving up to the farmers market up here meeting meeting people and it was like first it was friends then friends started telling friends and people were posting about it and it was like this sought after thing and then like strangers were hitting me up like i want to buy a pizza like random people that i was facebook friends from 10 years ago that i don't know who they are were like oh, yeah. i'll buy a pizza like come to my house like so i was like driving i would like drive have meetings and be like stopping on the way to a meeting and like dropping pizzas off at people's <laughs> houses that i'd like map i'd be like oh i'll be in this area i'll be in columbia on you know on wednesday i can meet you over here and yeah. you over here like and so then we did some ghost kitchen stuff that, you know, it was... What is that? Ghost kitchens when you either take over an existing rest- space in an existing restaurant or 
put some equipment in an existing restaurant, a little gray area and do stuff in there. And it's a little gray area. And we did that for a while and it was sketchy. And then I hit up the guys at power plant who I've worked with for years and I've known forever. And they've had the, they had had the pizza at that point. And I was like, what, um, what do you guys have? Do you have a commissary? I wanted to still do ghost kitchen stuff, but have like a real commissary. And they were like, we have a whole pizza kitchen that's built out and like has equipment and it's ready to go. Are you serious? Oh, and shit. I was like the old Joe Squared in Power Plant. Yeah. Was, it was two boots, then it was Joe Squared, then it was Charm City Pizza, and it's just was sitting there with equipment since 2019, since January That's what I was going to ask, is how yeah. how you so quickly were able to find, not it, just a location, but like that location. It was it's just like, built. It was like you walked in and it was like, we had to add some equipment, get it cleaned up and inspected add some shelving and stuff like that and get our pans in there and we were good. And I guess the timing behind that, I mean, you, when did you get that kitchen in like September? We took that kitchen over. I signed the lease in November. We started work in December and we were open by, we did some test runs of like hours around Christmas. And then we opened fully, literally everything was shutting down. We were opening. Yeah. And then we opened fully. I think December 30th was like our grand opening. And that was like a shit show. Like, obviously, you're learning your operations. How many doughs can you sell? What can you do? And like, so we went through that process for like a month where we're like, what can we, you know, like, hey, what can we do? We were selling out of dough. People were cursing us out, writing bad reviews because they're like, I couldn't buy a pizza for three days in a row. And I'm like, there was a day when we sold out of doughs before we opened. Like, it was like Sunday. We had like 100 doughs left from the week. And like. All of them were sold at noon on Sunday when we opened because we had online ordering on. Yeah. And, we could, and we're just oh. like, oh, we're sold out. And people are like, what the fuck? So fuck be- before before the – I mean, that's a good problem to have. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a, it sucks when you first start, but it's like a good problem to have is, right. that, oh, my God, like I can't even sustain all the business we're, yeah. we're trying well, to get. Yeah, you know? and it was like we had to figure out how to make more than 500 doughs, 600 doughs. So we had – you know, and it was me making dough at some, at some point, and then we – I brought in a guy who I've been friends with for years. I could trust with the recipe. Who was baking bread at home during the pandemic. He cuts hair. He was bringing me bread for pizza. And I was like, Dave, you want to make my dough? Because you obviously can make dough. And he's like, I'd love to make the dough. And that was it. Now, <laughs> you obviously like, we got a dough, dough guy. Bro. We got a dough guy who like, um, so we found like, we were just, hodge- it was a hodgepodge of people. It was people from the concert industry. We opened, there was only a couple people with restaurant experience out of like our staff. Like it was, I had people who like had pizza experience, but had been working in the concert industry with me forever. I had my marketing girl from Steve's promo, like and box office manager. She came in and worked the bar because she could bartend. Like, mm-hmm. um, who else? We got a, one girl, Angela, and a guy, Carlos. Carlos worked at Soundstage and was like a porter and a bar back and worked the kitchen there. And like, he didn't have any work. And the owner of Soundstage is like, "Can you give him work? Like, bring him over." So that's so what I wanted to get because yeah, I, I want to like, talk more about this. Pivot. I yeah. was unaware that this was a pivot. Yes, yes. But you, your original like background, your main thing for the long. How long were you? Uh, I've been m- doing concerts since two thousand. I threw my first rave. There you like go. A real rave. Like if you know the um, copycat building mm-hmm. downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I threw a rave in there in two thousand one. That was my first party. It got broken <laughs> wow. up by the cops. It got broken up by the cops at like one o'clock in the morning. Is the copycat still there? By the way, it's yeah. still okay. there. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's legal or like great. Like what they do there. It's, yeah. It used to be. I mean, yeah. dude, I, I mean, used to go to raise there. Pandemic, it was still like yeah. open. Like, I don't know what happened in, like regulations yeah. wise to that building. <laughs> I don't think. I think if you lived in copycat, I think you're immune to COVID. I yeah, I would assume so. CDC would approve that yeah. statement. Are you sure? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. 
Yeah. Now, were you a DJ? No, or? I'm a promoter. I'm not musically talented. I can't play an instrument. I'm not, I wasn't a good DJ. I just knew, like, I enjoyed bringing music and bringing people together. And that's just kind of what I got. I'm promoting things in college. And I realized... I want to do this, and then I started doing it more. I, do you remember Sonar? I don't know how. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm so 28. We, okay, so like Sonar, we were throwing, yeah, we were doing <laughs> shows at Sonar, and I was managing the marketing up until like 2009. We were doing stuff at Bourbon Street after that. Starscape. I mean, these things go back like 20 years. I was doing all of that, and like so, the whole fun. The funny thing was, I dropped out of college with almost a almost two degrees. I was like, oh, I'm making money doing this. I'm working a full-time job. I'm just going to move forward with this. And uh, I'm like, oh, man, my job will never go away because of technology, like, yeah. right? Because yeah. you're like, live music, that's not going to get replaced by yeah. VR for another 20 or 30 years. <laughs> and then sure enough, I'm like, oh, a pandemic. Hmm, yeah. Should have gone into like supply chain logistics or something. I don't know. Now, or are pizza. you from Baltimore uh, originally? I'm from Philadelphia. Okay, you're yeah. from Philadelphia, yeah. and you came down here for college. I came down here to go to UMBC because I didn't get into University of Maryland. Okay. That's how I ended up in Baltimore. So I think that's Maryland how Maryland is always I think the that's choice. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, I just wasn't good enough in high school or something. I don't know. <laughs> I just didn't care enough. And what did you study at college? What was the reason? I, I, <laughs> what did I start with or what did I go into? Well, I mean, you want me to, I you're started a big pivot with, guy. So, so I started with man. biology. I love Hell biology. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, that's what <laughs> I started Until with. I took one biology class and I was like, this is not for me. So then I got into econo financial economics and history were like my double majors. It Apparently two, being two a uh, biology major can easily lead to doing a podcast in a garage, I'm gathering. Because I did the <laughs> same thing as you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's There's like, like two tracks. Yeah, <laughs> You can become a scientist or you can do a podcast and talk about cicadas. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, that was I, I was at UMBC, um, was there for a while. Is that a Jollibee? Is that what that is? Is that uh, a Jollibee flag? Oh. What's what? that flag? This? Yeah, sorry, I get distracted. Uh, my jacket. It's oh, it's okay. like graffiti on the back. Oh shit! I thought that was like the Jollibee logo for. What a is a Jollibee? It's like the Filipino. It's a Filipino food, um, fast food company, and they just opened in Maryland. They just opened Ooh. in Wheaton, and it's they do like chicken and what, what do they do? They like it's spaghetti is one of their things, and fried chicken are like two sep like, but it's like the main things on their menu. I think I haven't been there yet. It's fried chicken and like Shit. spaghetti and meatballs or something, or like spaghetti okay. and red sauce. Filipinos are known for their yeah. spaghetti and meatballs. They're huge <laughs> over there, baby. Hundred percent. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, I, I was at um, UMBC and then uh, dropped out. And, the hottest party school. In yeah, hundred. You're like as soon as you walked in, you're like, I can run this. Fucking place. <laughs> I can run this. Yeah, I'll you throw. Probably... Here's what I'll do. I'll throw a rave. <laughs> there was actually a huge underground cult. It's so funny. I'm still friends with some of the people, but. There was a ton of underground culture there of students of like, there was a huge rave scene at UMBC uh -huh. that existed when I got there. And like, I got in with those kids and there was just like a decent underground music scene, like group of kids there. It's pretty uh -huh. interesting. To yeah. Think I think that. I did an open mic there once and they have yeah. fish head cantina, dude, which is like, I they mean, that's a place. That. They do that's a that. place. I've did you ever do anything? There. With, you've no. never been there. I've never been to fish head cantina. I mean, you want to throw I, a fucking rave, baby. That would be fun. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Um, they should. I don't know. Do you play there, Jimmy? I've played there one time, or maybe twice, like a long time ago. And then they had like it's a like stabbing a weird there. Setup. Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, it's, it's like huge. in a in a neighborhood. What did it used to be behind like a tag and title place? Or? 
That's like, I think that's, that's everywhere like in everything Arbutus, right? in Arbutus. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking weird. It's like beautiful Arbutia. <laughs> title tag, capital of the world. <laughs> <laughs> you got a car, bring it on down Arbutus. Carbutus, baby. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, yeah, I didn't. I tried not. I tried to stay out of Arbutus unless we were buying liquor underage. Um, there you go. That's I typically mean, why you went into Arbutus as a also NBC underage student. liquor purchasing yeah. capital of the world as well. <laughs> yes, drinking um, and driving, baby. Any ID in Arbutia. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, and then I just started doing music stuff. I just never really thought I'd be unemployed out of music for anything other than my like poor management of the business maybe, but like, there's not really thing. You don't get bounced out of music unless you take big risks and do stupid shit when you're as established as we were. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, how and many like, years strong is Moonrise? Moonrise is, was going on year seven. Steve's promos, we've been doing shows for 14 years, and I've been doing shows in the business for you know 20 years at this point. And I still do. The first agent I ever booked a show from, I'm still like really good friends with him and book shows with him. So so your affiliation with Moonrise is yeah. you are the like I'm the executive. I'm the executive director and like one of the partners at Moonrise. Was it your like idea? Like the Moonrise I- Festival. Uh it was a group idea to do it do a festival. There was a whole story. I don't know if you remember when it got canceled. Um was story? it recent? 2012. No, no, like it actually like we were like, "Oh, we're doing a festival and like somebody in our group who was in our group at the time forgot to get permits." Classic. Yeah. And like said, "Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it." And then the city's like, "You don't have it." And it was So like that was the first year. So that would be 8 so this that was past a, yeah. year that got canceled would have been seven. So this is so it's nine years because 2012 was when we or 2013 was when we tried to no, it was 2012, I believe, that we tried to do the first one. And it was like, I don't know why my hands are up in there. I feel like Ron Burgundy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bob, Bobby uh, jumping over yeah, your thoughts. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. 2012. I don't know what to do with um so anyway, so so uh it's been a while, but it's been broken up at this point now because we canceled the first one. We can't like the last 2020, 2020 got postponed to this year. We're waiting on guidance from the state and we're, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do this year. That's um, what I was going to ask you is, is yeah. like now that you've done this, now that you've gone this pizza direction, like is this like a bigger passion for you or is this like. I'm going to do both. Like, okay. like, um, so fortunately right now, it's like with everything shut down and we're starting to book shows for the fall we're in this position of, all right, now we can build this how we want to build it and scale it up. Mm-hmm. We, ha- I have the pizza business. We're trying to set that up to scale as well. And we'll structure everything to, I'll be between two businesses, but not as heavily relied on for the, for the events business yeah. so that we can, um, so that that thing can kind of run itself with the right pieces and we'll scale that, you know, get that back going. And I think we're going to do less show. We were doing a lot of shows. Like we were doing 300 concerts a year or something like that. All Jeez. in all in Baltimore? All over. No, no, no. no. All over. It was like eight states, 11 uh eight states, 11 cities, like all up and down the East Coast. Connecticut, Massachusetts, Norfolk, yeah. Virginia Beach, like and I mean there's some weeks where we'd have seven, eight, nine shows all over. Some of them we don't have to run. They're buy, we buy them and the club runs them or like whatever, but it was a lot of shows so as a promoter because this is what's always fascinating me, yeah is that i've never understood like the the concept of marketing right. like it's such a crazy concept yeah. to me and like what impressed me was like how quickly you were able to build what you had in june of last year yeah. to being what it is now 
Yeah. You know, and it was only after that I found out that your, you know, your history with Moonrise and things like that. But when you're first starting out, especially back in 2001, like there's no real internet to promote it on or anything like that. Like, what are you doing to well, build that show? Dude, there was, we were, I was putting flyers on cars. Nice. I saw somebody putting flyers on cars up at the, um, where's that, that Haverty's Furniture over there the other day? Like recently? I, like, 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 That's two old day, like two days ago. And I was thinking, oh, shit. Not for events. I don't know what they were putting on cars. <laughs> I saw a woman putting flyers on stuff, and I was thinking, damn, I used to do that to get people to show up to things. And you're putting out 10,000 flyers on cars. But and that then, was more standard yeah, back then. That, that was, was like, like standard or hand, standing outside of a club and handing out flyers. And then there was bulletin boards where people got together. And you know how there's drama on Facebook? Yeah. There used to be bulletin boards where rave people would get, and I'm sure other other sects of sections of like community would get together and just bitch there. But that was the original Facebook. It was just a community bullet, a bulletin board where some people of like mind or like interest go and just fucking talk shit to each other and get banned by moderators. <laughs> it's the same thing. The thing is, Zuckerberg just consolidated and now there's one, one bulletin board. <laughs> one yes, mod dude. one moderator. But that was how you got people out. And if you had, a, and you go and hang posters on college campuses, we used to get chased off of Towson's campus all the time and banned from there for hanging out posters. And Me too. UMBC allows you to hang up posters, so that was good. I went there and I, I was allowed to. Yeah, UMBC is um, like, please do yeah, something. Do something here. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> we need something. Get these kids to go out. One hundred and three percent of our school is commuters. We yeah. need something. Um, <laughs> so it was. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so it was. Uh, that's how you marketed back then, and then it changed. And then there was Friendster. I don't know if you remember Friendster. I've heard of it. I've heard Friendster. of Friendster. Uh, Friendster, MySpace. MySpace was cool. Yeah. And MySpace was where we really started to see, all right, you're using an actual platform to market things at scale, but they couldn't figure out how to monetize it. And then Facebook's like, let's do MySpace, but like make money. Yeah, MySpace was really, I mean, it does, it, it really is the perfect example of how they always say early bird gets the worm, but it's the second mouse gets the cheese. Yeah. You really got to pay attention to I mean, MySpace pretty MySpace much was crazy, though, because it was like Facebook, but also SoundCloud. Like yes, oh, yeah, you like had the music. And you could edit your page. Like we had one of the first guys, he's actually local, this guy Nate. And he um he figured out early like the you could take the page down and like write your own HTML to build out a page. And he did a page for a couple artists and uh we we got a page from him and like it was so we had like the custom page with the top and the the skin or whatever and Hell like yeah. you had our the shit. music and, autoplay when yeah, you and, then, it up. And, and then we like went and we started buying up bigger pages like i bought the baltimore myspace page the one that was like baltimore thirty five thousand people we bought the baltimore music network and we were like well we could just buy pages for like thousand bucks fifteen hundred bucks to people <laughs> People don't care. They didn't know yeah. what the value was. Yeah, this was then the we dot were selling boom. top eight. <laughs> so then we turn around and be like, "Yo, you can have your event flyer in our top eight for like oh, fifty bucks a week." Damn. And so we were like doing this shit where we were like charging promoters to like get the act. It was like we were Zuckerberg for a minute, and then Zuckerberg became Zuckerberg. Um, oh man! But like. We took so that. You've always just had a fucking business. That was mindset. weird. Yeah, but it wasn't. That's crazy. Who knew? Like, I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but looking back, I'm like, that was pretty smart to yeah. be buying up the yeah. scale and then controlling. We'd have a when you have. Remember, you go on MySpace and were it's you like doing top that through like eight? Western Union or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> there was we were PayPaling. No. Um, so we would when you go in the top eight and it's the same flyer on eight different profiles. If somebody looks at the Baltimore and goes, well, what the fuck's that? Yeah. They're like, oh, let me click on it and see. 
put this and gift fly. Remember gift gift flyers yes, that yeah. were like, oh, they're flashing. Like we were doing all that shit back in the day. And then Facebook. It's funny because I was like totally resistant to Facebook. I was like, yeah. I don't want to switch platforms. We're gonna stay on MySpace. I remember uh, my friend who was like one of our promoters at the time, Amy, was like. We need to be on Facebook. This is the next thing. And I was like, no, no, MySpace. And then I was like late on Facebook. And it was really stupid. And I looked back and I was like, man, I was really late on this. I Were you ever able to, when did you join up Facebook? Like what year, if you can remember? It was probably, it had to be before we left. It was probably 2009-ish, 2010-ish, right? Okay. When did they, that probably it 2008 was, is when I remember. Maybe it was That's like when later. parents were getting yeah. into it. I feel like I feel like I remember getting invited to be on Facebook. I remember even who invited me. It was Molly Crawford, who I'd never spoken to really ever. She thought you were cute. That's what she. Was I don't to think tell she. You. I don't think She's anybody thought I was cute. Swimsuit pictures. Oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think I probably tried to look oh, at her picture. T- Tubby Jimmy Selesky. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Try to look at my swimsuit pictures, dude. <laughs> but uh, I still recall, dude. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, I don't know. We we're probably on Facebook like ninth grade. Well, I don't like remember. I remember for a while it's weird to think about. Like I watch old YouTube videos like they used to have like before Vine and stuff like that. They had like skits and stuff like that. And they were talking about Facebook. Like it was at one point as popping as like Instagram is now. Like that was where you talked to girls and met people and stuff like that. And I well, feel Facebook like, is like a given now. I feel yeah. like. Yeah, it's like, like everyone pages. already has it, so it's like no one talks about it. Mm-hmm. I would and say also it's kind of stale. Facebook's stale. It's now. stale because I do think parents got on it in like I want to say like 2014. Because I remember for a while Facebook was a shit. Even in college, I was all about Facebook. But uh, and back then it was still easy to like the thing that the thing that was cool about MySpace and a lot of these social media platforms that just butt up is it is kind of it is like the Wild West. Like, you were able to do what you did with MySpace, right. like, buy up stuff like that. Right. And then once enough people crowd the sphere, everything becomes, like, impossible. You can't do anything on Facebook. No, and now, it's dude. like, I mean, it was, I, I got, I currently can't even advertise for my account right now because I posted a meme last uh, July no. that was, like, making fun of people who thought three five 5G gave you COVID. They, and, like, I just, it showed me the meme, and I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't care, like cool, take it down. I thought that's what they were telling me they were going to do. And then they were like, your account is now restricted because I didn't fight it. And I was like, well, I just thought, okay. And so like I I had to create a new account. It's very sensitive right now what goes on on Facebook. And they own Instagram too. And they they own Instagram. But you can do more. The thing is, they'll give you, they want to scale to a certain point, then they want to charge you for everything. So right now Facebook's in the, oh, we're almost charging you for almost almost everything. Yeah. But we got to let you have enough engagement, but we're going to... And like Instagram's still in that. Well, I can fuck with fucking hack this system and get things to happen without. Do you find success? So do you not do any paid advertising? No, we do. I do, but it's very specific. It's it's with a certain purpose. But I know I can get a lot out of for free. I mean, we a lot of our engagement is for free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, how did you run across us? I remember you like hitting us. You liked maybe you liked an ad or like I may have, dude. But I looked at it and then I listened and then I was like, these guys are kind of funny. I could sit and do this. Yeah, I could put myself through this for an hour. (laughs) Um, We did it for the pizza. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I think. And it's like I'm like I can get free publicity for pizza advertising. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, 
a radio station tried to sell me advertising yesterday. I was like, I'm going on a fucking podcast that gets more listeners than you. For pizza. <laughs> pizza. You're a fucking radio station. No one listens to you. Shut yeah, up. dude. What, what, what up, radio dude. station was it? I don't, I don't want to throw them under the bus. because okay. TMD. No, I like TMD. TMD's cool. TMD is cool. Yeah. That's somebody you could advertise We've with. always, we're talking about doing some stuff. They're going to do some events down at Power Plant. So I was like, let's, let's figure out how to do that together. Um, yeah, it's just like, I'm trying to think. Oh, so then I I listened to you guys and I was just like, this is just like two got two like ball good good old Baltimore County guys just talking about <laughs> Baltimore County shit. And it's interesting because you listen regionally. If you listen, mm-hmm. it's like you're you want you know everything you're talking about. Like everything. Mm-hmm. I'm not even from here and like half the shit that's like inside jokes. I'm like, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been in Annapolis for 10 years and I still get all of it. And it's good. Like it's funny. I thought you guys were kind of funny. Thank you, man. Thanks. I don't think I don't know if you were trying to be funny. You just were funny. I don't. I, I don't want to say we're trying to be funny. I guess yeah. I'm trying to be funny sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this specific sentence right now, I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just saying. We've also yeah. just like, I think what clicks about our podcast too is that we've just fucking known each other for like, yeah, forever, ever, yeah, like yeah, eighteen yeah. years maybe at this point. I don't know. Now, since maybe you, not. <laughs> no, I think it has been. I think we met in middle school. Yeah, yeah, in middle school. I thought that uh, it maybe had something because you like hit us up right around the time we were doing that like bracket thing for like the best bars. Oh, around. and that was I was following that for a minute too because it was interesting to see who was like destroying who. Yeah, yeah. and like how. Oh, it was the Fed Fed Hill bit. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's just I like it was, cursed out banditos on a podcast, <laughs> and now I, I have a gig coming up with them. Like next, nice. like next. So they month. booked you. You curse them out, and they booked you. Well, my like, friend, playing out by no the one send them the clip. Yeah, do not send. <laughs> like they, they're not listening. Fed Hill is not listening to this. I don't so think we're a big Fed Hill podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently we're a big power plant podcast, dude. People they might Fed Hill might be listening to the radio. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> might. Fed <laughs> Hill loves the radio, um, dude. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was just it made sense. We're doing some stuff out in Taos, and we were doing pop ups. The point we're probably going to do another one in uh in May. Um, so how many pop ups a week? You do something. So we were doing Montgomery. we're doing one a week right now. We're getting ready to announce. We're gonna we're we're working on a couple new leases. We're gonna be opening some new spaces soon. I'm scam. I'm going hard. I'm not oh, shit. like, but my whole thing is operation. So I'm like, look, we can just say we can you organize the playbook. You put the pieces there. It works. And then you have backup pieces and then you're selling really good pizza and a lot of it. And it's not cheap pizza. It's expensive pizza. Are you thinking about opening up one in Towson? I would really love to open one up in Towson because I live down the street from it. Oh my god, yeah. that'd be awesome! Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, so we're I looking. Guess, we are looking at a space in Towson. Yeah, opening up a bunch of different ones to kind of like lessen the load because I feel like the one, main one downtown is like, all right, everyone in the surrounding area goes to it and yeah. slams it. Right. Well, it's not just that; it's also like people from town. Ta- like I feel like when this everything opens up, that's going to be a dip. We're going to have power plant. It's going to be really like crazy down there with what's going on in power plant and yeah. some of people coming there. But we have to be like people from Towson aren't going to drive down to Power Plant once everything's open. They do. They have they will they have, like, to go to the Power hours. Plant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for that. But mm-hmm. like saying like we're getting even just people driving from like you know different parts of the city. You're not going to want to go deal with. You're not necessarily going to want to yeah, go the deal with the power, the power Plant unless you're going to Power Plant. And with all the people going to Power Plant just to be at Power Plant, Ram's Head Soundstage, yeah, Power Plant itself, you're going to have that situation where like. We, we don't know what we're going to be able to do. So it'd be cool to have something in Towson where like 
people from Cockeysville, Lutherville, Timonium can go to, and they don't have to feel like, and even just a little bit off the circle, so they don't have to feel like, hey, we got to fight with the circle. We got, yeah, we yeah, got yeah, yeah. something with like quick parking. So we're looking at a space right now, and we're hoping to. You know where I really wish you would open up a piece of place is right. in Fells Point. Because actually, they have no good pizza. Well, so we actually have a Ooh. shell. I have a friend who had a shell there. The gas station? No, no, like uh, no, no, no. Uh, a shell of a, 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 gas a property. Yeah, gas station pizza restaurant. We're competing with Rofo now. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> we're in the Wawa Wawa Rofo. We're going. We're Think Royal Farms, but pizza. No, it's, um, it just needed to be renovated, so he's working on it. We're going to open a spot to help us with some of the carryout and delivery out. So it's going to be in Fells Point, on the edge of Fells Point. Dude, thank yeah. God, It does bro. need... There's Bop. I mean, I've been eating at Bop forever. I, I don't want to talk shit on like, Bop. I've heard it's gone downhill. I haven't had it doesn't taste like anything. It I, used to be really good when I was a kid. I'll take your word for it, dude. <laughs> like I'll take your word for it. 15 years ago. Um... <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I've never been impressed with any. A lot of this stuff down there is like not nearly as good as. It's just dumb. It's been there's been a lot of places down there that it was just dumpy for a while, and I feel like it's crawling out, dude. Poppy's Tacos though. Have oh you had yeah, that? yeah, yeah, place, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, but they have one in Hamden too. You don't need to yeah. go all the way down there for it. Yeah. I've been at both. That place is good. Yeah, Poppy's I is think, good. Yeah. What else is in Fells that I, I like to go to? Like food wise, they have Abbey Burger. They, Abbey Burgers That's cool. Okay. Yeah, like Abbey Burgers. I like I their like their vegetarian and vegan burgers are really good. Stuggies is cool. The the hot dog like, place. Yeah, they're um but they yeah, they don't really have many like quick spots. A lot of it's like sit down and what's, eat. What's the hotel? And then they all that, just have bar food. Admirals? No, the nice the nice one on the Sagamore Pendry. Sagamore Pendry is they have some good that, that restaurant in there is Oh, that place is fire. dope. I feel like I'm not even allowed in there place. though. Like I oh, literally yeah. I think What'd you I'm, do? <laughs> what you do? I, uh, not make enough money. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. I did nothing yeah. with my <laughs> life. <laughs> <And therefore> Someday <laughs> we'll get you booked to tell stand Like I play across the street at Riptide yeah. where I belong. Yeah. I get stuffed in a corner. But a nice day Taking take a girl there. You can go the pasta there. I always I ate there before I stayed there before for moonrise because I was living in Annapolis so that we could moonrise. I'd stay up here. I stayed there one year. I did not pay full price. I had a hookup because I had like friends or whatever. And the I ate there and I was like the food is fan. I thought their pasta was some of the best pasta in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have the but, best. Yeah. Well, actually. Let me rephrase this. Or by rephrase, I mean let me completely reverse what I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> let me backpedal real quick. <laughs> let me agree with you. <laughs> now that you said your opinion, I'm going to Now that you finished your sentence, <laughs> allow me to recalibrate my thoughts. Um, there are two pools that stand out to me as the best pools in Baltimore. Yeah. And one of them is the Merit uh, pool top, like the on top of the gym yeah. in Canton. That yeah. place is fucking awesome. I've been there. Dude, it's so great. That place... I mean, probably not a great place to open up a pizza place, but, but a great place to sneak there in. Is, there yeah. is um, <laughs> great to sneak in. It's funny. It's fun. that place. I just I don't think I'll ever go there, even though it's nice now. But they used to have a pool at the Merit. Do you remember like the not on the rooftop pool? Oh, the one that was there? like inside. The old one. Yeah. Yeah. So they used to do like EDM back when like we like EDM promoters were kind of the outcasts, and mm-hmm. like other there was like the other kind of club style promoters, and. We were kind of like looked down on and like there were dudes throwing the EDM parties at that pool and like like they were doing like house music, not even house, like, Posers, like progressive dude. and stuff. Yeah. But no, what was funny is 
I was like, it's a fucking gym pool. Like what? Like you yeah. guys are, you're doing Sunday at the fucking gym. Like, I don't know. Like, are they, they sneaking they in at so least? Cool. Like, like, they no, it. it was like so bad. And I was like, this is so like, I was like, yeah, this is like fucking douchey. But like, it was just so funny. I used to just, we used to just make fun of it. Cause it was like, it was like, cool. Like you're promote. I promote at like hard ticket clubs. You promoted a fucking gym. You're pool throwing a Sunday rave Sunday, like, at an indoor pool. Satur- bro. It was like Saturday night at merit. merit. You've merit. had to have a situation <laughs> like, like that though. What's that? Like where you're just like down bad and you're like, I just got to do this. Again. I guess got, like, there's probably what's the worst gig I've ever taken where I've like taken the money. I can't. Oh, there was this place. Do you guys remember Palma? Do you, it might be before your time. I don't think no, so. No, where was it? There was a place. It was in, it was on Redwood Street. It was the old Redwood Trust. And these guys from DC were like, we're going to open a Miami style club in Baltimore. And I was like, <laughs> cool. where is Redwood Street? Redwood Street is downtown, like up. I think it's, it's either half a block north or half a block south of Baltimore Street, but it's like, this yeah, club, like this in. is one of the oldest buildings like in Baltimore. Blocks. So this oh, okay. that this club was like one of the only brick buildings when the Baltimore fire happened. So it was one of the only ones that survived nice. the fire. So it's like already cursed. There's um, it's kind of by that like weird Chinese restaurant that's been there forever. It's not now. It's a crusty crab or something like oh, that. Really? It's like I saw a sign at some point. I don't know if they actually changed oh, it. No. But like two blocks <laughs> up from the harbor. Uncle Lee, basically. yeah. So it's right around there. But the uh, these guys were like, oh, we're gonna book the world's best DJs in Baltimore. And like, then they, I just remember we like got a gig with them and I was like, these guys are fucking losers. Like this is clear. Like we're not going to get paid for this gig. And uh, I had to threaten one of them one night. I was like, you're going to, I was like, I'm going to fuck you up if you're not. And I'm small, but I was like, I'm going to fuck you up if you don't pay me right now. Like I see money out. You're going to give it to me. That's dope. And he was like, all right. And I was like, cool. I got the money. Damn, got, got seven hundred of the two grandios. That's cool. Like, but those guys were like the worst, and they were. I've never seen this in Baltimore before. It might happen somewhere. It might have happened before. They held the line like in Miami, where the club was empty in the line, and we're like, oh, for real? No. I'm like, <laughs> there's not up. enough people outside to hold the line that they're gonna. You just let them in to yeah, like, you're get gonna the club. disappoint all of them. Like, <laughs> there's such a there's such a disconnect in a lot of that industry with promoters and stuff like that. I mean, like, they're like we want to look cool to the people driving by. It's like, or we could just like make the people who are here happy by yeah. letting them in the club and <laughs> make them want to come like, back. Maybe or... take enough money to pay everyone, including myself. Yeah, How about that. Here's there's just simple, simple like realities of doing business that I feel oh, like yeah. so many like I feel like so many places they say like the you know what's the success rate of a, of a new business on how if they're going to make it out of the first three years probably less than 20 percent. it's low it's, it's low. gotta be because everyone's got seven ideas and five yeah. five of the ones that they actually execute the five they actually execute all of them fail so but so much so much <laughs> yeah well exactly it's, but it's, like so wait, much can I throw a quick sidebar real quick yeah did was pizza ever even an idea? Okay, or was so it, it was. Just so it like actually was. People so hit me up. There's actually and, a funny. It's funny you say that. So, I was running this festival, Lost Lands. Have you heard of Lost Lands? I think so. Giant yeah. dinosaur base rave in the middle of Ohio. It's fucking awesome. Like life size dinosaurs. Like I. Oh shit. Like literally, like Excision runs it. Who's like the biggest of base. Yeah. And uh, he's like, the first year he's like, I bought these dinosaurs from China, and we we're like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, I bought. How much did you spend? We saw the number and we're like, what? And these fucking dinosaurs came and they came with like laborers 
who like knew how to put them together because like but those <laughs> like guys in the speak box any english not in the box. <laughs> these guys are they from the cretaceous period like, dude they yeah. know how to do it literally cavemen yeah. came out no 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 so like seal. these guys that spoke no english like came over with these dinosaurs that were like fabricated in china and like they had skin and the skin feels like rubbery and like it's these one is like a four five piece like brachiosaurus that's like Jesus. 70 feet tall and these guys had to teach everyone the production people there there was like three or four of them they had to teach them how to put it together with no like we had no translator they did not know how to speak any english nobody knew um uh their yeah dialect of native Chinese. Tongue. i'm trying to think it wasn't yeah. i don't think it was mandarin it, it cantonese um yeah, I can't remember. It's the only what. one I know. I just remember looking for a, for a, for a translator or somebody, and we couldn't find one. Not was, one guy knew. It was like it's no expensive. You would be surprised how expensive it is. In China. Now there's like apps for it. My friend hasn't showed me a dinner the other night. He's got a thing. It's just a screen, and you like log in through your phone, and like you talk, you pick your language. The person you're connected to through a Wi-Fi like thing through like a um, API picks their language and you sit and talk into your phone and it shows up in their native language in front of them and speaks it. And then oh you can sit in the hat on your side and it literally, he's like going to give, try and sell this to hospitals and police stations and all that. And it's literally right there. You like share the link. You, you put in the person's phone number, you share the link and you can literally have a conversation like this in each person's native tongue. That's Jesus unreal. Christ. Crazy. But back then, like th- four years ago, we didn't have apps like that. So, oh, you're talking about four years ago. Yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> four years ago. The lost <laughs> ages so, of 2017. Um, so yeah, it was like we, so anyway, I was doing Lost Lands and there was this vendor. I don't remember if it was the first year or the second year, Detroit style pizza company. I mean, I tried the pizza. I'm like, this is fucking incredible. The, um, so then I, the next year they came back and I probably spent $300 on pizza, having full access to catering, full access to the artist catering, all uh, RV with my own food in it. And I spent $300 on these pizzas because like it was eight so slices good. Or so I was like, eight slices and a Coke. It was like four years. <laughs> yeah, right? um, so, uh, so I was like, I want to do this. At first, I wanted to bring them out to Moonrise, and they were like, we can't make it. And I was like, why don't I just do my own Detroit-style pizza? I can figure this out. Yeah. And I never got to it because I've been just busy, like we're throwing shows. So the pandemic actually gave me the opportunity to start messing around with it. The intent was, we did Fright Night. And the intention was, oh, we're going to do Detroit-style pizza at Fright Night. And we just, my Fright the Night. guy I was talking to about doing it with, like couldn't get it together. He was a chef. He did a bunch of the food at Fright Night. And it was just, we just never got to it. So yeah. like- the pandemic happened and I had my opportunity. That was yeah. That was well, you know, and the, and the original idea was do it as concessions at figure it out and do it as concessions at festivals. I have access to that. And now you can yeah. incorporate that yeah. in now and be just a fucking, a fucking corner pizza like, rave mogul. Dude. Yeah. yeah we literally shit. do drops. I'll have like 50 people waiting in a parking lot to see me <laughs> like random, like outside of a pizza hut. Like, damn. Cro- like, literally we have tonight. Yeah, and like, like, what the hell is going on? I'm like Pete, some dude selling pizza out of his trunk. Oh, like, no. We don't even have a van. We just pull up in a car, like sell it out of our trunk. <laughs> well, you know, P. Diddy tweeted this a while ago, and he got a lot of flack on yeah. Twitter for it. But it said, if COVID didn't bring out the hustle in you, you don't have it. And he got a lot of flack for that because... Uh, Where's the lie? There is no lie, but the problem is is that, you know, it's Twitter. And so a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, you just don't understand the things people are going through. And it's like, yeah, but at the same time, it's like, you take a person like... Like, who was affected more by this pandemic... Besides people that like 
fell ill and died. Yeah, of course. But right. as far as like jobs go, who was affected more than the people in the live entertainment industry? Yeah, and I mean, or, or or like just any industry that involved public outing. Right. You know? I mean, all of it, like any kind of entertainment that involved mass gatherings or large gatherings or medium small gatherings. I mean, mm-hmm. we haven't. But like all of these industries that deal with entertaining people have all been affected. But every industry, I mean, I was, I was lit. I, I have this conversation every couple of days with someone. I'm like, nice. you realize everybody's going through PTSD right now. Yeah. Unless you live in tech, some town in Texas where they just never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one like, even got sick. pandemic. <laughs> yeah. But like there's air, I'm sure there's areas of the country. I remember driving through an area on the Eastern shore in a, it must have been June or July last year. And like the restaurant, you could tell the restaurant was at full capacity. And like, I was like, they have one traffic light and you're like, they don't give a fuck. They don't care. Fuck. They're like, there's nobody stopping to have, nobody's bringing it in because nobody's coming to visit yeah. this town. Yeah. And like, so when you, but other than that, everybody's had some kind of trauma. Hospitals overwhelmed. They have too much work. Everyone's so easy to like post on their shit. Like, oh my god, look at this fucking thing I did. Like, I donated to a homeless guy. I gave him a slice yeah. of pizza. We literally do that shit. Fire departments, police departments, or office of emergency management, homeless shelters, women's and children's shelters. We do that shit all the time. Like, anytime we're taking pictures of pizzas, we'll call somewhere and be like, "Hey, we're gonna have like ten pizzas. Can we bring them to you?" Yeah. And like, we don't post about that shit at all because I'm like, Ugh. but back to the fucking story. Um, everyone's going through like everyone's going through that trauma on their own. And like, we've been like, Diddy's right. Like if you were out of work and you're sitting there and you're not like, where's my, like I have a friend who's making fucking rugs who was like an administrative assistant for like one of the highest people at live nation, Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And she literally just started making these fucking needlepoint rugs and they're awesome. And I'm like, damn, you're like a rug magician now like i don't know what a rug what is a rug person called like a rug like but like your hustle like what are you gonna do like am i was i I had just had a baby like yeah like i'm going through it like obviously i'm going through a traumatic experience but i'm also like not stupid and gonna sit here and be like three hundred dollars a week is gonna take care well it is a it is a broader kind of just like life philosophy really it's just like you know i was watching something earlier what was i watching earlier uh oh tim dylan had jordan peterson on it was an interesting podcast. Yeah. That was a good one. But they were talking a lot about just like, you know, how, or I think they were talking about how Lil Duvall was saying, like, look, life is going to happen. Right. You can't control what happens to you, you yeah. know, but you can control how you react to it. You know, something like this, like a pandemic, completely out of our hands. There's yeah. nothing, there's nothing. Right. And, it, and, and it's, it's the mindset. Everyone. Very yeah. early, I got in the mindset. Everyone's like, oh, it's so bad. Like pity almost. And I'm like, everyone's in the same fucking boat. It's not like, like we had bills to pay that like our landlord who happens to be merit, um, our landlord, nice. they've been super understanding. I'm Great not pool, talking guys. shit about them, but at first they were like, we need to like, and I was like, get money for what? I was like, we've been, I'm like, guys, like we've been a tenant since 2012. Yeah. We've never missed a payment. We've never been late on a payment. We renew it whenever it's time to renew. We're just like, yeah, whatever. We've got two spaces with you guys. We fucking like, We'll be back or we won't and you're not getting anything anyway, but it's not like you're leasing out an office space in the middle of a pandemic. And like, yeah, I'm just like, God, like, and now it's, we have save our stages coming. There is a bailout coming for, we just put in our application Monday Mm -hmm. that just opened Monday at noon. Um, Hopefully we get it. I think everyone's going to get it, but in a very fucked up way, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but 
the fact that it did happen to everybody yeah. made me like not care as much. Like if it yeah. was just happening to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it was yeah, like swine like, flu and you right. were the only one that got, <laughs> they got it. Right. Like, you can't fuck. perform anywhere. Right. I'd be like, well, what the hell? But it's also like, what are you going to, I've seen it with artists where like artists just like didn't do anything the whole pandemic. I'm like, and the guys I'm watching as a buyer and like guy buying talent, like, all right, who's putting out music? Who's doing stuff? Who's on their social media? Who's not? Because guess what? Like, you're going to be forgotten. It's yeah. not, you can't just decide you're going to do shows again. You're going to, it's the fees are going to change. Yeah. Like you're not as relevant to the guy who's been doing a fucking podcast or not a podcast, like a live stream mm-hmm. every week. Yeah. And like yeah. just DJing for fans yeah. and doing stuff to, to the people who adopted this kind of philosophy over the past year, like, Oh, the world was put on pause. It wasn't yeah. like as much as people want to like say it is, it might make them feel more comfortable with the fact they haven't been doing shit but it's like the world wasn't put on pause we no, just got thrown a loop it, it didn't stop and it's like yeah it disrupted your shit but like everybody i mean early on yeah it was very depressing those first like 90 days it's hard i was everyone in my industry was playing call of duty we all literally that was like therapy for mm-hmm, all of us mm-hmm. well when do you think shows are gonna be june july i mean i had shows that came down in march and were rescheduled for june mm-hmm and there was like I was on the pandemic early, like June, January third. I think I read my first article. January twenty second. I remember looking it back to see what the date was. I texted my friend who runs the venue in New Jersey, and I said, "We're gonna lose festival season." And he said, mm-hmm. "No, we're not." Mm-hmm. By like early February, I'm like calling like our medical director for Moonrise and being like, and he's going, "No, nah, like it doesn't spread outside." And he does Burning Man. He does like Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden. He's like, "Look." It's, I don't believe it's spreading outside. It's closed environments, blah, blah, blah. He wasn't sure. It was still early on and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and it's not here yet. It was like before the first cases here. Yeah. And then I just remember the night my son was born in February. Like I was literally sitting there going, reading the news. I went to get dinner while he was like, the labor process was happening, but they were like, it's going to be after midnight. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, get dinner and read. I was reading the news and I'm like, man, we're fucked. Like this mm-hmm. is really con- like it's coming. Yeah. And then it went from like one show canceled cause the UK artist couldn't get in to like everything came down. And then like some shows were last minute holdouts, but it was mm-hmm. like clear they weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Now how quick, uh, so I mean you basically, as soon as that first show was canceled, you were like already thinking that was it born out of like necessity for money or was it just like you this, needed something to do this pizza was, thing? It was not like I needed money. I was getting to the point where I needed money. I made a couple smart crypto plays early that I lived off of like nice. August, September, like Voyager token, which I'm still in on heavily. This is not financial advice, um, but I'm investing Vo- Voyager token. It's a great it's a it was a great app. I bought in at 16 cents between six and like 16 cents. I had a ton of tokens. I'll put 16 and cents it, in anything and dude. it shot anything. up and it shot up in like midsummer and crypto did really well in midsummer and so i had a little cash but it was like clear that like this was going to go on longer than anyone thinks yeah and it's also going to end quicker than anyone's going to think at the point that it's coming like i think we're going to be open in jan june july yeah yeah but at the same time like um so i was like doing it for fun at first and somebody i had a friend actually that first agent that i booked a show with who i'm still friends with and his wedding even got postponed because of covid yeah like he goes, I'll pay for you to send me one of those. Freeze it and send it. And I went, it's, this is truly the story. In my head, it went, bing. I could charge people for pizza? Sell them pizza? And I was like, yeah. 
holy shit. So I like would just post. I have 10, eight does, 10 does, 12 does, 50. And it was like, then I had like friends buying them out in Montgomery County. I'm like driving a car full of pizzas out to my friend's bar, meeting all my friends from out there. And we're all having, having a beer and like I'm bringing them pizza. And this was like July, August. And then it was like, that's how it all, that's really like, it, it wasn't, the first pizzas I baked was not with the intent of selling pizza yeah. and going in that direction. Mm-hmm. It just happened and I saw it and the pizza was good enough. The pizza wasn't good enough. We wouldn't be sitting here. I would have done a pop-up or something, sold some pizzas. We would have been like, your pizza tastes like shit. Like, quit. Now, that's something that I think perhaps myself definitely would like to hear the answer to this. Mm-hmm. But probably a lot of people that are trying to do something yeah. in general is like on a percentage basis, uh-huh. like 80, 20, 70, 30. How much does does the actual quality of the product matter versus the ability to get the word out? Like, cause there's a lot of it talent out it there. Matters. I think it matters. There's a way to sell. Like, look, I could sell a pizza that costs a dollar 50 to make $3 to make. And it's not that great. And I have a place I sell it from and there's something else I'm selling it mm-hmm. from. Like I'm set. Sa- oh, here, I'm going to give you a really good beer and you're going to buy the shitty pizza. Cause again, yeah. Like, cause what- you're going to be drunk. But I think, I did things kind of ass backwards. No rest, no real restaurant experience, no business managers experience for restaurants. I was like, this is what I want the pizza to be made up of. Yeah. And yeah, this you is had what like we have to charge pizza. for it to be at least in the range of, I mean, when you, to be in the range of a, like what food costs and what it should be, like we're right in there. Yeah. But it's an expensive pizza to make. But it was, what's funny is I get into these philosophical discuss- discussions with, um, this guy Bob from Bob's Pizza Tour. There There's like this um, uh, eight. Do- it's called the eight dollar slice. It's like the New York's eight dollar slice, but it's the best. So who's gonna pay eight dollars for a slice, right? Mm-hmm. But when you start to talk about it, you're like the best pizza. You'll pay eight dollars for a slice if it's the best fucking pizza, right? Yes. So that was my thought. I'm like, I'd rather just be the best fucking pizza, and I and I'll sit there and tinker with things and be like, this salt. We at one point we were using salted butter in the pan and mm-hmm. i was like the salt the whole sodium profile of the pizza was off we're like get rid of the salt yeah like and it was like the parm. we switched our parm to a lower like a parm that had a little bit less salt like things like that if you're not doing that like you're just not like you do that stuff you have to market for that first try though well that dot yeah, like how, how much spending the changed? money on the pizza doesn't matter you can i think the money spend on the marketing and the money spending on what you're making are two different things yes but you're not – I'm spending the money to get that person to try it once Yeah, because I know I'll get them again. And I can mm-hmm. re, if I need to retarget a little and spend a little more later, that's fine. But we know we're the best pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there are two – and it's weird. And I've learned this a lot. Uh, I would say I grew up like middle class, maybe on the underside of middle class, yeah. lower. You know, I grew up in a row home. I, my, I was well – you know, yeah. my, I never wanted for Sounds anything familiar. or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but – both my my dad was blue collar, a self employed you know painting contractor. My mom yeah. was a mortgage. Owner. Neither one of them went to college or anything like that. And uh, it took a while for me to kind of see because I always was kind of uh, playing music gigs and stuff like that. I would always try to price myself so that maybe I could undercut the competition. Like, oh, this guy's charging two hundred for a gig. I'll charge one fifty. And there really are two separate markets, and I feel like. It took me a while to learn of the other market. And the other market is kind of what you're talking about. Like 
there are people there just like and this is uh something that uh it was in it was in actually I, there was an excerpt i read that actually you know regardless of what you think about trump there was a there was an excerpt i read that he was talking about when he was building his first ho- uh, apartment buildings in new york city mm-hmm. and uh he was building this this big thing in manhattan this penthouse stuff and uh at the same time there was this other apartment building getting built yeah and uh the the top selling penthouse in that building went for a million dollars rental and all of his staffers were saying okay so what we got to do is we got to try to edge him out let's make ours 900,000 950,000 or something like that right and he was saying no because the people that are paying a million dollars right for a play they want they're not worried about the money right they want to be able to say I have the best apartment right. in New York City. 100%. When you're Ralph Lauren owning a penthouse for a million dollars and there's another guy in the market that's looking for a penthouse, he wants to say, yeah, Ralph Lauren's only a million. I paid 1.2 for this. Because there's two separate markets and you can decide how you want to edge yourself in there if you want to be the budget pizza or right. the budget music there's, guy. And that's what, and we decided early on, I was like, I want to be a premium product. I don't want to sling like shitty pizzas. Mm-hmm. Like, God bless them. Like, there's some okay pizzas out there that do a good business and they sell a lot of pizza that's not what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. and like i wasn't willing to sacrifice it but we also this pizza allows us to get into things we get into things like local you know we get to work with awesome local farmers we get to experiment with flavors that you won't see at most places we get to do seasonal stuff Mm -hmm. and like that's fun like i think that's the fun part and there there's a certain amount of of bravery that comes with that too yeah because you know like there's always the fallback of well if i take a gig for cheap like if I if somebody pays me one fifty for a gig, it's like well I could probably start a little late. Right. Maybe I could take a break that's a little bit longer than right. regular. And if they say anything, it's like dude, you pay me one fifty. Yeah. You know, but when you start charging, God damn it, banditos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a long, long break of banditos, dude. We're doing a live podcast at banditos during my set. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but there's a certain amount of pressure you put on yourself when you decide I'm going to be a premium brand. Like yeah. I'm going to say, Hey, yeah, you can get this slice of, yeah, you can get this pizza from fucking Papa John's for 10 bucks. Right. I don't know how much you charge for a That's, pizza, but I, we've had, you can get, a similar pizza to our $22 pizza for, I think it was 16 bucks at Pizza Hut, Detroit South. I went, did a drop. I sold 55 pizzas in the parking lot outside of my friend's liquor store next to a Pizza Hut, literally lying around the block. And then I said, well, we're here. Might as well go try it. And I tried it and I was like, it's not even worth the 16 bucks. Yeah. It's shitty dough. The fucking pepperonis taste awful. The sauce is not good. Mm-hmm. Cheese is whatever. It's just cheese. It's hard to fuck up mozzarella cheese. Yeah. They came I mean, close. I'm saying, but yeah, it was just know. like, but for 14, I could see it, but I'm like, and I could have crushed the entire thing. These pizzas, I can't eat more than half, and that's if I'm starving. Now, how do you plan on dealing with, because if you're talking about opening up multiple locations, I think yeah. when we talk about things like Luminati's, like you got to imagine all these like pop, even a Quality, place like Papa John's, yeah. something like that, like. They start out as one place yeah. where the guy is hands-on. He has everything to do with the entire process from going to the oven to taking it to your door. Right. And that is that guy's vision. That's that guy's passion. Yeah. You start expanding, and then it becomes further and further removed you, from the... I, th- I think you have to have a playbook for that, and we're working on that now. We're not going to sacrifice that quality. And then it's also, you have to sit there and have a core team. Like, obviously, I can't do it at myself at this point. I'm trying to get the concerts going. I've got really good people in the kitchen, got really good people at front of house. 
we're obviously having growing pains. Like that's part of it is me extricating myself from the day to day rigor of it. But at the same time, being involved in all the flavor and going over it and looking at something, even your pizza came in tonight and I looked and I said, that's not enough vodka sauce on that pizza. And like, I have to go talk to them about that tomorrow and we have to get standard, standardize those things. And like, and he might've been rushing and it might've been, it's the end of the night. It's, it's, he might've been rushing in drinking all that vodka, dude. Couldn't even get (laughs) on the pizza. Um, But it's, it's, you know, that's going to be a tough challenge, but it's also, I come from an events world where we look at scaling and systems and and operations and it's all that too so you have to kind of set those things up for success and it's not going to be perfect at first and we have to go easy you can i can go into a place and say look we're going to open for the first month we're only going to sell 100 pizzas a night Mm -hmm. we're not going to try and sell 300 because you try and sell three i'd rather sell out sell 100 perfect pizzas than sell, try and sell 300 and have 50 pizzas go out that are bad or 10 pizzas go out that And are that bad. is a business model. I mean, right. I look back at, um, I don't think I've ever even been to a restaurant like this. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they exist. I've seen them on TV. Yeah. And uh, a lot of those places, they're just like, look, this is our menu tonight. We're serving this, 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 and this. Right. First yeah, course is this, second yeah. course. Yeah, and like it's, it's a it's a tasting menu. Yeah, yeah. And then you go into another place like Cheesecake Factory where they have every single every, possible I, thing you could imagine. You, you would. It's crazy to think about Cheesecake Factory because I can think of all the times I've been there and I order read the whole menu and I order the same thing every time because it's so <laughs> overwhelming. Jimmy used like, to work there. Oh, which there? one? You had to I worked like, at the Columbia uh, one first for a year, nice. and then I worked at the Towson one for a year. Do you know Bagel? Like the guy, Eric Stevens. Yeah, I actually do. Yeah. Oh, he's. A, Friend of mine. He worked there. I remember he worked there. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude, known. I know. Uh, okay. Is he <laughs> involved bagel. with... Race car bed. <laughs> race car bed, yes. yes. I think bagel. I asked him to come on the podcast a long time Did ago. Did you? And yeah. he said, fuck you. And now we can be like, yo, fuck you, bagel. Well, I think, at first, I think at first he <laughs> said uh, something along the line, like a much nicer way. Yeah. But like not- He's not good with talking. And then <laughs> I think I hit him up like two years later. Yeah. When we had like three more listeners, yeah, and I was like, "Yo, how about now?" Six, (laughs) and it never came through. Is he still doing music? Yeah, he still does music, and he's got some stuff going on. He does has like a wedding DJ company too, and like, I love Bagel. I talked to him. uh, Maybe I'll hit him up and just call him Bagel and see what happens. Yo, Bagel. Yo, Bagel. That's that's funny because nobody knows him as Bagel, but he's literally in my in my uh, phone as Bagel. I've only known him as Bagel. Yeah. Well, um, I think a lot of the things you're doing, like I was talking earlier about like how many businesses go in and they fail. Right. And there's so many businesses, I feel like if you could just grasp like certain baseline, easy, common sense concepts of how to have a successful business, you can make it. Yeah. Like I went, I remember I went into this one place when I was like 16. Check. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Mandarin Taste knew I was about to throw him under the bus, <laughs> dude. They have to <laughs> Mandarin Taste is like, what did Uh-oh. he say? Uh-oh. Do not tell this story. <laughs> hacking, hacking. <laughs> We're still good. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so I went into Mandarin Taste when I was like 16. It's right next to the Royal Farms in yeah. Towson. And they gave me food, but they didn't give me a fork. Right. And I was like, yo, can I get a fork? And they were like, yeah, it's a nickel. <laughs> and I was like a douchebag 16 year old so i flipped a quarter on the desk and grabbed five and <laughs> because it's like whatever but there's certain things it's he like sold five forks that day yeah exactly <laughs> but like here's the he thing upsold you <laughs> he made 25 cents off that altercation 
Yeah. But I never went back there again. Right. Because of that, because of that interaction. Yeah. And there's little things like that, like you're talking about. Like people seem to have this weird concept where they only see the short so the myopic kind of view of things. Like yes. I made ten dollars here. And it kind of goes back to what you're talking about with, you know, being a show promoter. Like the guys that were running that Miami club downtown yeah. behind the uh Uncle Lee's or whatever. Those guys were so focused on we're gonna make X amount of dollars tonight and try to put on this make it look cool you're yeah. putting on the show and it's not there's no depth to yeah, it that yeah. they miss the entire like core concept of what makes people actually want to go and patronize your business it's like okay manner and taste you made five cents on a fork but you lost a customer right you know when you do those things where you make 10 pizzas and give them away for free right you might have potentially made 10 new customers for yeah. one free pizza per person Right, and we'll do stuff like if we make a mistake, it's funny because like I'm the first one. Like if we fuck up, like I'm like, yo, refund. Like we'll send you a new pizza. Like come get it. Like we had a mistake. It was funny. It's one of my bad Yelp reviews. Like, oh, no. girl, I still have to reply to the girl, <laughs> but she like came into our pop up. She had ordered super early. To like typically the orders for a pop up come in the week in between the last pop up. Mm -hmm. She ordered before this. One pop-up, the person entering the list of pre-orders didn't see that it was for the following week. So they made the pizza. They texted her, your pizza's right. It was the same guy who did the she's, permits for Moonrise. Yeah, right. He's like, oh, fuck. She's like, she's like, um, she's like, oh, that's for next week. And we're like, oh, shit. All right, cool. Don't worry about it. Like, we made the pizzas, but we'll make them again next week. Something happened. I don't think it was communicated on to the person who does the list. Hey, this was for next week. It didn't get on the list for next week. I happened to be there. I was, I was just hanging out, doing some work at uh, The Point. Girl's sister comes in to pick up the pizza. We're missing one of the items to make one of the pizzas. So we're short of one of the pizzas. And then we hadn't made it. So we made the pizzas. I refunded the whole order. So it was like a $110 order. I'm like, just take all the money back. Give you your pizzas for free. Sit out, sit for like 20 minutes and have a drink at the bar. We'll buy you a drink. And then the girl whose pizzas <laughs> went on and gave us like a two-star review. What? And she was like, they refunded the pizza that I didn't get. And I was like, Whoa, 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 you got a full refund. Like, yeah. And I was like, why are you shitting on? Like, obviously, we made a mistake. We owned the whole mistake. You're yeah, Yelp elite and too. you're shitting on it. And then she like, she's like, well, like, it was just, I was like, damn. Like, and I tried to go. And at the point that she wrote the review, I was like, well, then fuck her then. I don't really want her as a customer. She's from Towson. Um, of course. I hope she listens. Of so, course. no, no, but the whole thing was like, I'm like, was yes, name I'll Irene. do whatever. <laughs> What's your ex-girlfriend's name? Uh, my my ex-girlfriend is Ricky. But um, my mom's name is Irene. So, 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 but for me, I was like, I want to save this. I want her to be happy. I want her to get free pizza. I don't care. We made a mistake. Whatever. Eat the pizza. For, get free pizza. Sorry for the wait, 20 minute wait. And like buy a drink total. And this, okay, now you turn around and just shit on us. Instead of like sending a text and being like, yo, that was really fucked up. And we would have talked and like, I would have tried to work it out with her. You just go public with it. like, And she's like, this is an accurate review. I, I looked the other day. I'm like, it's still not accurate. It says it said something like, oh, we only got, they didn't have half the pizzas that we ordered. It's like, no, you ordered five pizzas and one of them we couldn't make. And I yeah. refunded you for all of them. And like, but at the same time, I would have done that for any customer that we made that mistake for. But at the same time, you were an asshole and Yelp. Now I don't fucking want your business. I don't care. Yeah. I didn't get into the, I didn't start, I didn't move from concerts to pizza to be like, okay, we're bickering over pizza. First we were yeah. bickering over concert tickets and something. And now I'm bickering with people over pizza. Like I just wanted to have fun and yeah. sell pizza. It is kind of a scare. I'm lucky that, I mean, 
that this hasn't happened to me yet in really any real. You got a bad Yelp review for your stand up? <laughs> <laughs> My stand up, baby. I want to write your podcast a bad Yelp review. Right now, you know? Do we have any bad reviews on the podcast yet? I don't think so. I'm going to write it on Yelp. In person. <laughs> the closest that you've had to that is the guy that was trying to. Uh, get you like canceled from some of your gigs oh, i heard yeah. about that on one of your things what what'd you do um i just kind of very similar to what you were talking about how you were canceled off facebook for making like a meme about something <laughs> i would just share a lot of like jimmy's an instigator yeah or he's a he's he a former instigator yeah on i used to yeah. stir the pot a lot on yeah. facebook before i completely gave up on facebook but there yeah. was this one guy who we went to high school with who like went contacted every single well first he started at the point what what was the uh Oh, that's right. It was the point. I remember it was like, yeah. And they were like, "Hey, we just want some distance yeah. here." Mm -hmm. yeah. And then uh, the point just kind of brushed it off, right? And then when he saw that they brushed it off, he contacted the point again, and then along with every other place up. So he like went to my schedule. He's got like, a lot of time on his hands. Was well, he a concert promoter? No, he COVID works at a nonprofit. No, <laughs> what was the meme though? I it was a he made a collage of memes that I made. He found all your memes. He like he went through the, yeah. the course of like Jesus three months Christ. worth of me posting on Facebook. He sent just, like a zine of yeah. Jimmy Selesky yeah, started, Facebook posts. What is that? Where you post pictures of things? It's um, what's that website? Uh, Tumblr. 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 Of your, yeah. Of your yeah. <laughs> Jimmy tweeting. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, you know, and and I reached out to him personally and tried to mitigate the situation. I was like, dude, do you want to meet up and like grab a couple beers? We can talk about because again, this is a guy who went to high school with me. Right. We were actually kind of decent friends in uh, freshman year of high right. school. We used to go to Orioles games together and stuff. Yeah. Like my dad would drive me and him alone down to the stadium. Right. We would just sit in the student section. And like what stood out to me, what was the most disturbing was pretty much every place, I think all but one place that I played at, yeah. just called me up. A lot of them never even mentioned it. The ones that did mention it just called me up. We talked about it for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, this guy seems like a nutcase. Like, I thought they were funny, blah, 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 blah. Like, shit like that. Right. You know? But what stood out to me was like that there really are people. Like, that thought that thought never crosses my mind to try to ruin somebody's livelihood. It's right. like, yeah, you never set aside becomes, like two hours to yeah. ruin someone's when, life. Yeah. You know, I, I'm all about like going at like people who are pieces of shit. Like, yeah, whatever. But when it's just like, about a meme or something like that, like, or a bad Yelp review. Yeah. Sometimes those things just say more about the person doing it yeah, than but it like does the, about the person the who posted five, it. The five, the like, ten shift at the horse. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, like, dude. It's like, clearly I'm it. not killing like, it as yeah. already. Like, damn, dude. Like, clearly I'm hanging on by a thread and you're going to try to take that from me. It's like, why? You know? Right. I don't try to take away your <laughs> I just want to tell jokes. Yeah. They cut, my, they cut my pay to six beers instead of 12. You I, shit. I don't even make <laughs> money, dude. I just developed alcoholism for this business. But like that, that and that's to take it to that level at the point you're like yo let's just meet up and talk about it i mean what was the topic of the memes do you know there were there the were thing? it was a variety of different things like, it was like and you're a comedian so it's like uh, a he's a stand-up he's yeah. a stand-up comedian i, I play music oh, for a living he does oh, music yeah cool. yeah um so he was trying to cancel my music gigs i play a lot downtown like at the horse i play at the point yeah. actually and like you know cnr and stuff like that all around right you know high tops all those random places yeah i've done a couple places that's in Annapolis, crazy I think. to go like it's a local artist you're like i'm gonna yeah, I don't. It's like, dude, this I is my full time even, job. I can't like, even imagine what you'd have to post a meme about, like how egregious it would have to be to like. It really wasn't get I, someone upset that upset. No, that's what I'm saying. Like this guy was just upset. He was mad. Yeah. You didn't take him to the Orioles game in tenth grade. Probably, dude. Probably, probably, yeah. probably dude. 
Yeah, it was just it was just fascinating to see see how there are certain people like with that chick who left the Yelp review. It's like on on your thing. Right. It's like you realize that this like it's one thing to say like okay, like if I go to a place that I didn't have a great experience, I just won't go there again. Right. Like I'm not going to try to take away their ability to make money unless they went out of their way and were like really fucking shitty and people that I was like, oh, like this person, like, you know, he didn't make half the pizzas. And then when I said something about it, he said, well, go fuck yourself. We made you three cheese. We got you a beer. Go right. on your way. It's like when I see it, somebody like made a mistake, which is a thing that happens, especially somebody who's just starting out, you're, you're, you're already trying to operate way beyond your means. Oh, 100%. You know? And doing yeah. things like... You're doing it at a pop-up. It's not your It wasn't like our restaurant. We oh, we didn't have an ingredient on the pizza we sold you. Yeah, I can't. Like you ordered a pizza two weeks in advance, and we missed it. And like, we'll just give you pizza for free because we're sorry. Yeah, (laughs) it's like, dude, I'm running a pizza place. You're trying to no, we're gonna take you out on Yelp. This 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 (laughs) it is kind of like a power thing where people kind of like they exercise that power. I read through some of her reviews. Like it's it was a power thing. It's something else is going on with that girl. I think you should respond to that. I do, uh, and I want to point out the inaccuracies in her thing, and then explain to her like, look, I got nine more five star reviews since you're shitty. And I think that would be helpful. Like a four point eight. Motherfucker. What you gotta do in those situations, <laughs> I feel like, is like you gotta you gotta be the cooler person. Always. I'm never. I'm always like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And you gotta <laughs> yeah. like, fucking how so- dare you attack us? I've One never even like, heard of you. We had a bad Yelp. Let's talk about bad Yelp reviews. I got some bad Yelp reviews that we uh, I'm, I'm just sure. like, yo, we fucked up. Like, sorry. You guys, fixing, I'm sure like we're speed fixing, running bad yeah, like, Yelp reviews. Super Bowl, we had a fucking <laughs> this was Lansing up. style. We literally Super Bowl, busiest night of the year. We had a pop-up going on that night too, sold out in Montgomery County. We're doing busiest night of the year. We cut our orders back because how many we could take in a 15-minute window, because we knew there would be more pizzas per order. And so you can't mitigate that without like, you just have to lower how many orders you can take and everything was on track and it was starting, we were ahead and then it was starting to catch up to us. And one of the ovens broke at four 30 oh and we limped through the rest of the night. Like I got it back online after about 30 minutes, but like we limped through the rest of the night and I was like, we fucked up. Right. Yeah. Like every customer who complained, like, we're still like I'm getting ready to add a third oven, and when that happens, we're sending gift cards to everyone who ordered that night. It's like, hey, sorry, we fucked up. And we wanted to wait till we had a third oven on the line before yeah. we invited you back for free pizza. Yeah, but um, so that whole thing, like, I was just like, we'll own it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, we're refunding orders. We're doing whatever we need to do to make people happy. But then I have a girl who's like another another Yelp review that was like, I ordered the cheesesteak pizza. Cheesesteak pizza comes with steak, provolone cheese. Fried onions, sauce on the side. Nice. Her complaint was that it didn't have sauce on top and and peppers. I'm like, it doesn't come with that. If yeah. you wanted it, you could have sent a note and been like, hey, can you just put my sauce on? Put yeah. the sauce on. If you call and request, like, well, we can do an add-on for, like, adding the peppers. Like, we're getting ready to add a bunch of add-ons. But, like, to write a bad review for a pizza that didn't come with the things that it didn't wasn't supposed to come with mm-hmm. like i don't that you didn't ask for mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you like, got sauce on the side the john comes with the philly cheesesteak pizza comes with sauce on the side we just thought it looked better without just throwing sauce yeah, on it yeah just thought That's it was fine. cool like it looked like a cheesesteak wrap it up eat yeah. it or put the sauce on it if you want or dip the salt whatever you want yeah. to do with 
Philly whatever style, the fuck dude. you want with Dip the sauce. that shit. She could have taken the sauce and put it on the pizza. It would have been mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that is such a stupid complaint. I can't. I like read it and I was like, am I really like getting a fucking two star review or one star yeah. review because the pizza didn't come with the things we? But didn't also say like it came with? your shit has the description. <laughs> it so like, it's like literally no picture. She's like she wanted green peppers and like I'm anti green peppers so. Yeah, yeah. but you're it also like, like shit. you're not yeah, a sub shop. Suck on pizzas, yeah. dude. Dude, green peppers are awful. They taste like dirty dishwater. Now, pepperoncinis, though? Banana That's peppers? Good. That's good stuff. Yeah. Fuck banana Florida. peppers? Are you I fuck with banana. I like hot spicy peppers. Stuff? Oh, yeah. Ooh. We're working on our own hot sauce. Ooh. A pizza hot sauce. Could, There's only I one I know about. That. Eric's so a hot sauce got, extraordinaire. So we're growing an heirloom variety of an of a Calabrian chili. Mm. At our farm, the farmer with the farmer that we work with, and then I'm gonna cut it with some habanados and like make it a little bit more balanced, and then do a fermented pizza hot sauce. If and you need uh, any go. extra, extra, hot we're gonna put peppers. your face on the. We're gonna put your face on the bottle. I uh, like, that's not. It's gonna. Be, that's not funny. Hot sauce. I have. <laughs> a, I, I'm. I'm. I'm being real right now. <laughs> I have. I have a plot in my backyard in yeah. the city, and last year I grew. Like three hundred fifty, like yeah. super hot peppers. Uh huh. What kind of peppers any? were they? Uh, so Re- I had chocolate. Uh, fuck. What did I have? I had jigsaws. Uh huh. I had uh these things called lemon starbursts. Uh huh. It's like this YouTuber who makes hot that, pepper. Are the lemon starbursts the citrusy ones? So no. The, so it's okay. a it's a mix between a. You're Scotch in, bonnet and he, a... He's on, like, phenotypes of peppers, like, we're talking yeah. weed right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just have another right strain. Yeah, like, you caps quesum chenis. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. A Scotch bonnet, so that's, like, yeah, a No, I know Caribbean the Scotch bonnet. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm very familiar. Yep. And a bohemian goat. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's very fucking good. Wow. It's very citrusy. It's yeah. very fruity, but also, like, very hot. It's nice. Nice. What was that pineapple? You gave me a pineapple one once? Oh, the... Fuck. The sugar rush peach, yes, and it was spicy. Yeah, oh, so yeah. Wow. it's like it's I've never crunchy. Heard of these strains, it's crunchy like, like a bell pepper, yeah. and very sweet, but yeah. it's like as hot as a habanero on the back end. So it's yeah, like, yeah, that's nice. It's very nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm growing. I got some fish peppers. I'm picking up on Sunday. Those are I nice. love. Those are I think fish like peppers native. are cool. They're good. They're it's a cool story with those, and yeah. like you can get. I think we were doing on our that. Spicy sausage. We always add pepper flake to the spicy sausage when we cook it. We were getting um, fermented pepper mash, like dried pepper flakes, from my friend's hot sauce that he was making fermented peppers, and it was the best. Fl- it was like this, a little chilled out, but a well-rounded kind of like it had a lot of depth to it. Yeah. Well, if um, it's like the mash after the ferment, then yeah. it's already like been broken down. Right. And, and it like- was just a cool, like nice little spice, but it was just the nice, well-rounded flavors. I, I love peppers. I yeah, like yeah. spice. You seem I'll, like you're I'll on a higher care package. You're on a higher Skullville level than me. But well, uh, yeah, I dude. I like um just like a regular spice too. Yeah. But that's like the thing. Like my baseline now is like a regular spice all the time. Yeah. Can I make a pitch here? Yeah. Let's go. I'm not a big pepper guy. Yeah. And I lost in the sauce <laughs> in this pepper conversation. I'm still on the lemon starburst right now. Yeah. I was like, damn. I found out Starbursts aren't vegan, by the way, this week. Yeah. This sucks. But so completely unrelated. Funny but. story about that. I was just joking with one of my friends who eats halal, and he was like eating, I think it was a Starburst or something. It was something with gelatin in it. And I was like, you can't eat that. And he was like, what? And I was like, that's got gelatin in it. That's from a pig. And he was like, what? 
There's certain things about vegan shit, like, and I only am vegan for one week. I'm technically not supposed to be. I'm supposed to be vegan for 40 days before Easter. But are those peppers? Are those peppers vegan? They got say Starbucks. Oh, they're vegan. They're they're for sure vegan. (laughs) But there's certain vegan shit that's like okay. Like apparently honey's not vegan. It's not technically. But it's like, dude. But but vegans. I was with my friend who's a vegan. I was with my friend who's a vegan on Sunday, and she's a strict vegan. I've known her for a very long time. She never eats meat. Like we accidentally put some real parm on her pizza once, and she called me. She's like, "This is real parm," and I was like, "Oh, the girl made a mistake." One star. Yeah, one totally one star. But uh, (laughs) she wouldn't eat the pizza. She gave it to the front desk girl at her place. Like that's how strict vegan she is, and she eats honey. Yeah, dude, it shouldn't count. So, Does any I don't dude, any know. bees die in the process of making honey? Oh, I'm sure, but it's what they do. It's just the fact yeah. that they're used in the labor of it. I think. Well, they're it's simping they for do. it, but they don't. What about honey, dude? they simp what? for the honey? <laughs> the queen bee has they an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> All the bees are subscribed. Yeah, <laughs> oh man, it's all pheromones. It's true, dude. There's so much that's shit that's tr- just like, stupid. They're like, just simping for honey. When I think of there's like, oh, I smell pussy. Let me just. Go get shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, <laughs> no, would go well with that. Honey, <laughs> honey. <laughs> Is that why it's called the honey pot? Yeah, <laughs> dude. You got honey pot, bro. Got it. Um, yeah, but gelatin is like okay. I understand you might have ground up a pig's hoof, right? But like or something or a, ho- a horse. You know, it really is. Yeah, a horse. That's glue, like, right? Glue. There's. Do I vegans think, use I glue? I don't know if that's still glue. I think that's an old. I don't know. Maybe horses do go to the glue factory still. Damn. I'll send P- I'll send Pimlico. We could easily ass. do away with with Elmer's glue, right? Like crazy glue I don't think is made from horse hooves. But like uses I don't know. What? That's glue. not saying we don't need glue. Like we Elmer's do, glue, like those boxes are glued together, aren't not they? Not with fucking that white Elmer shit you had we in elementary school. I don't, don't know need if that Elmer shit. was Elmer's the horse glue. <laughs> yeah, <They're> strictly <laughs> horses. Are we <laughs> sure? <laughs> yeah, dude. Elmer's They're the was, only ones. Elmer was, was a horse. <laughs> Everyone was, was like Elmer a fucking horse. <laughs> yeah. We need to research this. <laughs> Everyone like, was like Elmer's glue. It's made from real horses. Dude, we could make this glue without killing what this horse. Fuck? And Elmer was like, "No, dude, we're killing this fucking horse." And they're like, "Dude, it's not even as sticky as Elmer was like the horse that was like, "No, guys, just go." Behind that barn, just check it out. Like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna sell. <laughs> I'm just saying, what like, shitty horse glue and glue sticks, completely unnecessary, dude. I think the glue sticks were the one. The paste was. I don't know, man. I gotta look this up. Now I'm obsessed with it. You're obsessed I, with glue now. No, dude? I want to know what fucking Hit up glue to. First off, who the fuck is Elmer? <laughs> who is Elmer? That's number one. Elmer's the horse guy. Okay, mm-hmm. and He's hated the which glue? Way too many horses. Had, which glue had? Horse in it. I think they're all made still from horses, does. dude. All well, of it. I think, I think There's not the, vegan glue. No vegan. I think glue. gelatin. Like, it's 2021, and it's we still don't have a vegan glue. Yeah, <laughs> can dude. you imagine that? Flint doesn't you, have clean water. We don't have vegan glue. We don't have it's vegan like, glue, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. That'd be if that's true. <laughs> crazy if true. Yeah, even crazier yeah. than crazy glue. What's crazy? It, it's also crazy that Flint doesn't have clean water. Well, do they still not have clean water? That's I saw something the other day. I didn't have a chance. I look every couple of years, but I'm like, <laughs> fuck. It's yeah. like been eight years or something, right? I, like, I saw a meme the other day. Still said no water. Yeah, that's You saw it too? Yeah. The one that was like, it's there's been a since. a meme going around about like, Flint still not having and like, water. I thought Elon Musk a weird fixed thing it at say. some point. Like, I feel like, okay, if you want to have Facebook and sell gasless cars, like, 
Elon Musk and Zuckerberg should have to get together with Jeff Bezos, who's and like they should go figure that shit out for America if they want to do business here. What Flint, Michigan? I think war- like yeah. they've offered. I, think, I feel like I, feel I remember like, I a billionaire Elon was, was like, like, "Let me just do this," and yeah. the government was like, "Nah, we're we're working on it." Dude, it's it's like what at a certain mean? point. At what point <laughs> do you does do you are you allowed to say it might be Flint government's fault? Like at the point, it's still not well. They've got. They money. might not have the. I don't know they how got much money. that shit costs. Got billions of dollars. Well, that's They've the been thing. They a lot should of water get bottles. Right. <laughs> yeah, they spend it all like the whole town. On Fiji water. It's all like yeah. a, it's all just like a fucking Nest, like Nestle's latest like transgression against humanity. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's everyone's fault who has any say in what is going to happen because I feel like. If we can put a guy on Mars, we should be able to fucking fix the water. You would think. You would yeah. think. And then it makes you wonder what's going on in Lock Raven. <laughs> yeah. When are they changing their Brita filter? When, uh... <laughs> well, Baltimore has apparently the, some of the cleanest water in the country. Really? We are. We got some clean water. Yeah. I feel like the pipes are probably fucked. Well, the water. I live across from the water treatment facility. It tastes clean. I don't know. I don't, okay. You live, I know exactly where you live. Yeah. Because I grew up in that neighborhood. I grew up yeah. at, uh, off of Ridge Avenue, right by the Rate of Balls Florist there. You know where the florist yeah, is? Yeah, I bought, I just, I bought some stuff there. Uh, I thought you were going to say you bought Rate of Balls. No, no, no. Like, no, damn, no, no, no. That's no. where the, the town's pizza is. spot is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's but, the place right on Hill and Road, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just bought some uh Hill and Road's a weird road because when you said you live at Hill and But it's not York, actually Hill and I don't know Hill what road Burke, that is. Bro. That's how I knew Burke. you were from Philly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Only somebody <laughs> from Philly would have said that, dude. <laughs> of course. <laughs> some asshole lived in Annapolis for 10 years. And our our this house is um actually owned by my bu- my business partner who's like in LA and this we used to have our Steve's promo office in this house. So like he's had this house forever. So I should know it's Burke Avenue. Oh my god! It's not new to me. <laughs> it's just so just, you live. You I'm live stupid on Hillen. Hillen, technically Hillen. Yes, technically yeah. Hillen. Yes, but good. it's but the water tastes clean, and I'm like, how can we? Why doesn't it taste chemically? The I feel water's like we're not right bad. And I feel like we're right county. next to the chemical plant that puts the chemicals in the water. Why does the water not taste more chemical? I mean, I still Maybe use. Not a lot. I still yeah. use like a Brita filter at my house. Oh, hundred. Not a Brita. Some like but, weird. I have the one in the fridge, and I feel like it probably needs to be changed, but the water's still... I've had a couple glasses of, like, just tap water, and I'm like, taste I bought. I grew up with. I bought that water filter when we first moved into my new apartment three years ago, and I have not changed it. You should probably change that. It's definitely (laughs) making the water dirtier. Yes. Charcoal's getting in the water I'm not... Look, I did not stick with biology, (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how far you got, but yeah, we're both probably. we're both pre med. We never made it to post med. <laughs> we're both pre med. I'm not a water scientist, but uh, on yeah. the bright side, I am immune to COVID now because yeah, I'm drinking, cause you're drinking that water. <laughs> and you went to a rabbit copycat. Um, yeah, you've the, had salmonella for three months straight. But. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that reminds me. I got a piece of salmon in my fridge right now. Ooh. That needs to be pre-COVID. fucking changed out, dude. That pre COVID salmon, dude. That means it's clean, dude. We've got. We've got pre-COVID salmon here. Do you still have the fucking burger meat in your freezer? Yeah, dude. But I keep that shit frozen. What are you talking about? Oh no, 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 no. Not the burger meat for my birthday, bro. Thank God. Which birthday? Like three years (laughs) ago. (laughs) No, but I did. (laughs) Been there for a while. I did hold on to that for like eight months, though, and then I finally (laughs) eight months into COVID. Yeah, (laughs) I might need this. (laughs) Like toilet paper shortage, more like ground beef shortage, baby. Not in my house. Went to my freezer. Pulled it out, 
easily got food poisoning. Like I was, <laughs> I was fucking lost yeah. for like two days, dude. No. You do that. Like, isn't it funny how we'll be hungry and we'll do the stupidest shit that gives us food poisoning? Food poisoning, if you have an easily accessible toilet, not that bad. <laughs> I guess. It's not that yeah, bad. As long as you're not throwing up. Yeah. As long as it's just I, yeah. like downstairs. Sectors. I will take any level of having a shit though. Like sometimes like when you like fucking, <laughs> it's like somewhat like fun a little bit. Yeah. It's a little you fun. feel like you feel out. like you accomplished yeah. something at the end of it. You're like, all right. You're like, I, I can't feel believe lighter. That was in my body. I feel like I had a re- I relief. Um, there's relief. Mm-hmm. There's like, it's like starting. It's like the start of something new. Yeah. And throwing up. Not so much. Not the same way. <laughs> no. mm. You're back there's, to square it's one. It's relief. You're, but you're, it's more like, oh my God, I need this to be over. All right. Yeah. I feel better. Yeah. Throwing yeah. up is a whole different thing because you got to kneel in front of the toilet and stuff. And it's like, I can't yeah. remember what age I was when I stopped crying after throwing up. But I definitely feel like that's the mark of a man. 26. 26. <laughs> 26. I think I've thrown up only one time in the past eight years that wasn't alcohol related, I would say. Yeah. I've only thrown up from being sick like one time. And that's I, the worst. I'm trying to think. I feel like sometime recently I got sick enough to throw up and I was like, whoa. It was like yeah. the first time in like 10 years or something. Yeah. 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 Because those are the throw ups where you're like, oh, I didn't even see that coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're like just like fucked up and you're like, all right, I need to throw up. You're like, all right, I can at least plan this out. Five. There's minutes. not alcohol like, involved. When there's alcohol yeah. involved, you're like, oh, I like saw this spinning. coming. Your mouth starts salivating, you're like, and you're, you're like, like I, gotta, I gotta, I can't go. swallow this. You're like saliva, trying to explain but... it to your friends. Like, that's, I need cold air and a toilet. Now I haven't <laughs> had the spins. When's the last time you had the spins? So I went to Atlantic City for. The Trump implosion, my friend was like, my friend from Red Bull's like, Hell yeah. bro, like, we're doing an event at a place in a parking lot to watch the Trump implosion. You know, he was Trump all fucking jacked up. And I was like, I was like, fuck yeah, let's go like watch it get imploded. And we, 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 um, uh, what's it called? Went up there and we were just drinking and I went up to Philly and we were drinking and the night before and we got I had the spins and my friends are like, let's go to a bar. It's like 11 o'clock. I haven't been drunk in months because yeah. like COVID. Yeah. I've been out in months because of COVID. Yeah. And my friends are like, let's go to a fucking bar. And I was like, no, like, let's not. Like, and then they dragged me out and I'm drinking. And I was like, I got to go. <laughs> I didn't throw up that night, but I had the spin. I like, that's the closest I've come in a while to throwing up since that last time. Wow, yeah. dude. I feel like I literally might not have had since senior week. Hmm. Alcohol spins. I feel like the only recent spins I've gotten are off like getting too high too quick. You get high spins? Yeah. You used to get high and drunk. I used to get spins when I get high and drunk. And then I'd puke. And then those are the pukes that you're like, all right, I just need to throw up and I'll feel better. But when I'm high, it makes me too closely in tune with how much I'm fucking up my body right. by drinking. Yeah. Like if I threw up from being drunk when I was high, I know my high mind would be like, you are a piece of shit. Like, Which I would never be thinking if I wasn't high this. and dr- that drunk. If I was that drunk <laughs> and not high, I'd be like, dude, I fuck, you're, you're like, awesome. You're like, I need to quit weed because it's making me think about how drunk I am. <laughs> it's making me realize how much a piece of shit I am. <laughs> um, that's funny. Yeah, dude. Have you ever had? So you had the the promotion show, yeah, at uh the Miami location. But have you ever had people just or not the Miami location? I wish the, the like, pose, the Miami poser guys. Yeah, 
the Miami of downtown Baltimore. Yeah, and that was the worst call. check I think we've probably ever. Everybody been was wearing white pants on fucking yeah, Fayette exactly. Street. Exactly. This is it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cuban links out. <laughs> but have you had any shows just go wrong or anything oh like that? Like, just like so many shows go wrong. That's the whole just thing. That people do a bad job or. No, I mean, dude, I had somebody walk. We're not going to talk about who because it's like a nice kid and like mental health issues. Like, mm. I don't, he just walked off the stage at 930 Club in the middle of his set because he felt like people weren't feeling it. I don't, I thought the crowd like was feeling act? it. It was a good amount of t- seven, eight hundred tickets sold. Oh, and wow. He just like Christ. stopped in the middle of the set and walked off. And I was like, I don't know. They he had a rough tour. He had changed up his musical sound and like that was bad. I felt bad. It wasn't even me. Like I wasn't like, oh my god. Like I was like, fuck. Like this kid's having a bad day. Right? Yeah. And then he canceled the rest of his tour, and that was it. And like he had done like different music that he wanted to be doing instead of like. And I was like, just do it. You're still selling tickets. If people are unhappy with that music, fuck it. But like, just finish your tour and like, whatever. Yeah. Or at least finish and your fucking set, dude. There was one time, there's many times we've lost a lot of money on shows. We've had big events go bad. We've had small events. There was a, the one time I remember is like, we were doing, do you remember pet, the, not Pet Shop Boys, the Shop Boys? There I was think so. Party Like a Rockstar song. It was oh, big. You remember yeah, that in yeah. high school, Party right? Party Like was, a Rockstar. Yeah, that song. Party Like a Rockstar. So we star. bought the show for Sonar. It sold like 40-something tickets. Standard is like you send in a Now, 50- what does that mean when you buy the show? We bought the show. It was our show. We're selling the tickets. We're promoting it. Like, we paid the artist. So right? you approach the band. You yeah, say, we're, we're going to pay gonna you. We're going to buy the show. Right? We're going to promote yeah. it and sell tickets for so, you. So that's awesome. It sold like 50 tickets. And like my, I remember my partner went in and like... Hip hop shows are really hard to renegotiate because typically you're paying 100% up front. And that's just how the business goes because they know they get burned a lot from promoters. So they want, there's a lot of promoters, shitty promoters who have burned a lot of hip hop acts. So most hip hop acts will not take less than 100% up front. You're showing up when Migos came to Moonrise and got rained out. They had already been paid 100%. They didn't give a fuck whether they played or not. Cause wow. Like, and that's specifically hip hop? Mostly hip hop. And or other artists who don't like me, I don't book a lot of hip hop. I think buyers who have a big history or have a good relationship, they can get away with smaller deposits. I don't have a lot of relationships with hip hop. So like now if I book a hip hop show, it's a hundred percent most likely, but we had paid 50%. And I remember my partner went to them and was like, here's the deal. That's it. Like, I'll give you, like, two grand and you can walk. It was, like, something like he'd give you a little, here's a little bit more money, but we're not paying you the rest of it. Or you cannot take this money and the likelihood of you getting anything else is almost zero because I'm not, we're not going to pay it because it's show bomb. And the guys are like, we'll take it. I mean, yeah. They knew. I don't think, I think when a tour is going bad and an artist isn't selling tickets, they fucking know. And they're willing. And, like, look, if they're smart artists, they're willing to renegotiate at the point that the value wasn't there. Now, if you fuck up as a promoter and you don't promote the show well, then you're fucked. Like if the if the artist is going to be like, "Well, you didn't do all these things. You didn't you didn't advertise on Facebook or even post yeah, about yeah. it. What did you think the show was going to be? You didn't do? put us it's in like, your top 8, dude. Right. What the didn't, fuck? You didn't you didn't put us in the top 8. You didn't <laughs> post on the message boards. <laughs> you didn't but pay yeah, us 50 it's like, bucks I mean, a week. we've had <laughs> I've had bad show. I mean, I'm just trying to think of like but typically at this point if it's a bad show, you're getting you're getting out of it. You know early and you're like, "Look, this venue holds 2,000 people. You sold 70 tickets. Maybe we shouldn't do this." And the yeah. artist usually looks at that number and goes, you're probably right. Let's <laughs> yeah. take it down. Yeah. Let's say unforeseen. 
you see unforeseen circumstances, yeah. it's usually it's another strain. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not COVID, <laughs> not COVID, not COVID related. Um, so yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, I've seen meteoric rises and falls. Like I've seen a lot of shit in my concert days. It just seems like such a risky business. It's, you know, it's a lot of risk, and it's. It's a lot of reward and the problem, I think, I think the nice thing with COVID, like we're looking at the positive and everything going on with COVID, it's given us a time to step back and say, what do we want to be doing as opposed to, we were literally just booking show, we're just booking, it's like a machine and like at the level we were at, like there was no time to step back and go, like there was a show recently that somebody reached out for Baltimore and it's a show I've done before and it's an artist, he's not bad, like there's nothing wrong with the artist but it's in a certain weird ticket range and it's not growing and it's like, all right, it's good music. I respect him a lot. I was like, do I, do I really want to fight over a fucking this show for thousand cat room? That's going to sell four or 500 tickets. And we have to spend so much time marketing it. Yeah. Spend bandwidth on it. And like, so COVID's given us there's shows and even some shows that like probably would do pretty well, but I look at it and I'm like, this isn't our thing. Yeah. It's not the music we want to be promoting. We'll let it go or I can help you link you with Mm -hmm. somebody or help buy and sell it. But like, we don't want to be doing it. There is a point when it kind of becomes bigger than you. And I feel like you've already, I mean, obviously with the pizza thing, even at this point, it's already kind of gotten to that point, but you were able to kind of keep up with it to an extent. Yeah. But like when you're first trying to get the ball rolling, like if you're like an artist or something like that, and you're trying to get into a room and trying to do this, and then all of a sudden, like you get to a certain point and it starts... it starts kind of booking itself. Like people start right. contacting you and then you just try, like you, you spend so long trying to get the ball rolling and then you're like, after it, shit. then you're like, just trying to keep up with the fucking right, ball. And you're like, right. damn dude. And that's exactly, you know? I think that's a lot of what we're doing. And it's, you know, there's competition and there's other promoters and we happen to be the biggest in the region, but there's people trying to come up and we were getting into that tit for, Oh, we're going to buy this show. And make sure they don't get it. And now like with COVID, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Just give it to those, those guys. Like, yeah, let them go fucking deal with it. Like (laughs) (laughs) knowing that like, all right, I'm in a position, I'll get it back when it gets bigger. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like I know I, like I know the, you know, whatever it is, whatever reason. So, but it's definitely, I mean, the music industry is like that. Like you, something happens and then you're trying to catch up with it. Same with food. Like, I mean, we were, we were fortunate. We were smart. We were like, all right, we're going to make this many doughs and that's all we have for the week. We're not going to sit here and try and catch up with it. Or So it, it's been that it's gotten bigger to me on some level from like the day to day, but also like the flavor, like I'm still everything, flavors, execution. We talk, I'm in that every day because I feel like I have to be and I'm yeah. going to be for a really long time until someone's like, here's a giant check. Yeah, Atlas Restaurants hits yeah. you up. Yeah, maybe. Buy you out, dude. <laughs> They're coming. We they are it. the Zuckerbergs we, of Baltimore, they, dude. They <laughs> so I can make it happen, dude. Yeah. I don't, I don't know cool. those guys too well. I know some, I have some friends who are close with them, but. Yeah, yeah I play at a lot of their places. Yeah. They're cool I like dudes. their, um, I like them. It's controversial. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's that, de- that's definitely, I know they're very polarizing. I don't like. I have friends who have done some business with them. I've, I ate at their places in Florida who my friend had a place, two places with them in Florida. That's my, my biggest experience, I guess, with them. I've eaten at um, Tagliata once. Tagliata's like, nice. It was pretty good. It was, you know, the problem, I think the biggest problem with it was it was like the week they opened. It was like Moonrise Week, mm. and we ate there, and it was just, they knew, but they like were still working out their kinks. So it wasn't it wasn't a bad experience, like, oh, it's a bad place. It just wasn't a great experience because they were still in that first few days. I think it was the first week of service. Yeah. Something like that. But the pasta, like food was good. Like 
I get they're going for their drinks are good at their places. Now here's they, a question I have yeah. for you. As a pizza guy, other than underground pizza, yeah. In your opinion, what's the best pizza in Baltimore? Oh man, I don't know. Like I, you know, honestly, I haven't eaten enough pizza in Baltimore recently to tell you. I used to love Iggy's. I don't know if you guys have eaten at Iggy's. Iggy's has been around. I lived in Mount Vernon. Iggy's was fucking amazing when they opened. I forget the guy's name who owned it. They had it for three or four years. He sold it. And as soon as he sold it, I got the pizza. And I was like, this sucks. I haven't had it recently, but it's still very highly rated. So I don't know if they like fixed. It was just the dough was off. Like everything was off. Or if they're just coasting. Those guys, well, do you remember down from the point right around there, there was an ice cream store that opened there that opened and then Moxley's. No, 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 it was called. Uh, there was a. It's there's a Wells it's, Fargo now. It's there. yeah. So that I'm pretty sure the owner. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the one. The owner of Iggy's sold Iggy's because he wanted to do an ice cream shop. He opened that ice cream shop and then it closed. So bad move. Yeah. No, I mean Iggy's. He was just burned out on. I, I remember talking to him on Facebook. I was like, "What, you, dude? I just had the pizza. It sucks. Like, what happened? I know you left." He's like, "I was just burned out on it." I'm there's starting no to wonder if that okay because I, I I used to work at Seasons Pizza for yeah. years. In fact, I even over the pandemic I was delivering for them. Yeah. Um. Have you ever had their pizza before? I lo- I, I said I okay, office. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, office yeah, 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 yeah. Right next to one, and their pizza's good. Like it's a solid. Like I never go looking anywhere else in Linthicum for pizza because they're right there. And yeah. It's a solid pizza, and yeah. I'll do a lot of meetings there because like I can go over there and have, have mm-hmm. decent pizza. Now at the Towson location, they started they have an ice cream thing there now they started making ice cream so i'm wondering Ooh. if that's like the next step for pizza dudes where they go into ice I cream i want to collab man i'm talking start to start off booking raves I reached, then you go to pizza, pizza and then, then you go to ice, ice cream. cream i don't want to do ice cream because there's two places that i think are you know when you look at something like and you're Charmory like i don't Taharka. need to be here yeah. i don't need to be here doing this. i look at ice cream we're like, let's do dessert. I'm like, let's just partner with someone and do their dessert. So the Charmery is my favorite right now. Mm-hmm. Charmery, Charmery and Be More Licks, but Be More Licks isn't. They can't do Be More Licks. At Taharka is place. fucking really What's good Taharka? too. I they uh, that. where is that? So they're kind of by like Clipper Mill. They have like their factory there and kind of wholesale. But they, they they're like in grocery in, stores and shit. That's where I've had. I've yeah. had it in grocery. I've had it at Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, dude, I think Charmery. Some of the shit they're doing. They have a um. They have a straw. They had a. I don't know if they still have it. It was a strawberry milk, like lucky, like with marshmallows. It was strawberry milk with marsh. It was so f- strawberry cereal milk with marshmallows. They just have. It was insane. The best name and the yeah. name is huge. The name's good and Charmory's it can work great. anywhere because I know it's Baltimore Charm City, but it's kind of like it can work anywhere. Charm- like be more yeah. licks. That's a hard selling yeah. point outside of Baltimore. Like, if you yeah. could you imagine like a <laughs> ice cream licks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just has a weird. Whenever I don't know, licks. <laughs> whatever it is, I just imagine like a dog licking licks. an ice cream cone. I'm like, I don't <laughs> eat there. That place is for dogs. There's, I don't know, dude. Not to throw shade, but there's a new ice cream shop in Hamden opening from uh, the Baltimore in a Box people. And it's called like Baltimore in a box ice cream, and it's like that's just a long name, guys. Not, why Baltimore in a, box. in a box? Yeah, dude. Well, I think they're like a, a they're like a mail service where they're like, are you on a Baltimore box? It's like a oh, like a it's a Baltimore box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, there's cookies in there. There's old <laughs> bay chips. There's fucking yeah, ice cream. Crab. We're putting crabs. <laughs> melted ice cream and like, <laughs> just like rotten mustard from crabs. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like, dude. I don't know. When I think Baltimore box, I think of, I love Baltimore. There's like a lot of positive things. Like there's some awesome stuff here. But then you just like think of if you're exporting it, what are you exporting? And you're like, oh, the shitty. You go, your mind goes all the shitty stuff. We got to get past that. Unfortunately, yeah, the um, name Baltimore doesn't bring it's too just, many positive it's too connotations. Many stig- it's got too many stigmas, and it's just like there's just been bad shit for a long time. And we were starting to see some really bright spots. I mean, I think going to the, you know, the Smith Brothers and like what Atlas Group's done, it's cool to see what's happened. The investment that's happened in in um, Harbor East, like it's cool to see how that kind of impacts downtown. And yeah, start to, it out like so. It's it's kind of this model, like with the things going on in different places. You know, Port Port Covington's doing some development. Yeah, Bell's Point. Yeah, that shit's crazy. It kind of that. all rises together, and yeah. there's this cool thing going on in Baltimore. And I think like from a food, there was this funny. There was a Brandon Scott tweet where he was like tweeting at the the mayor of DC and the mayor of Baltimore like tweeting about food and I was like, yeah, I commented. I got the most likes on my comments. Let's comment. go. I was like, I'll battle Ooh, any fu- any one of their fucking Detroit styles. Let's fucking oh, go. Let's go. And everyone was like liking that comment, but like <laughs> it's true. I mean, DC has some really cool shit. DC has, you know, Rever- I just went to Reverie for a tasting tasting meeting or tasting dinner. That was mind-blowingly fantastic and Johnny Johnny uh Spiro's ridiculously talented chef. Yeah, but like Jose there's Andres not has fucking he, restaurants he was, well he was johnny uh johnny used to be at mini bar he was the chef de cuisine there so like he branched off and there's some cool stuff going on in dc but there's some really gritty stories and like really cool upbringings and really cool concepts going on in in baltimore especially black black swans coming that looks so cool yeah um uh i'm trying to think fusine is another mm-hmm. one john is like a crazy chef mm-hmm. i've known him i did some marketing for colta I was like helping manage their marketing as a yeah. consultant for a minute and like met some cool cannabis influencers. And John was into the cannabis scene, but also a big chef. That guy's super fucking talented. You Fusine in Canton, look at his page. The shit he's putting out is. Is it like insane. infused shit? Or? No, it's like it's fusion cuisine is like his idea, but he just. He takes it. Even Some the of name is bar, a fusion. Yeah. And he just takes bar food. like, oh, soft shell crab sandwich. And he does like this crazy shit with it. And, and a hard shell crab. Soft yeah, shell and hard shell and a hard, hard shell. Hard shell crab hard sandwich. Shell. Just the bun is a hard shell. Um, who else? You see, There's a white mill. I haven't been to White Mill yet. White Mill? Is oh, that what it's called? Yeah, the new one in Hampton. But it's, um, there's some cool. The yeah, there's a cool Filipino place. There's a heritage kitchen there. I know, the like stuff. a burger spot. Yeah, there's like a there. couple things there. Like but, a tea oh, company. Um, uh, no, there's the baker. I, I, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, they used the, to be on Falls Road. The baker, she's awesome. She she bakes these like crab melt, crab handheld things that are like. She sent some stuff, and then we sent pizzas. We traded one day, and she sent some stuff down with the Baltimore foodie, and then he, we like my partner went up with some pizzas, and it was. Like, her baking is fantastic. Like, whatever she's doing, I don't know what she's putting in there. Like, I bet she's using a lot of butter. Oh, yeah. Butter Um, is key, bro. So, God. uh, Mac, uh, hold on. I got to look it up. I'm probably getting yelled at. (laughs) I want to pee real quick. Yeah, knock it out, dude. Oh, so that that baker was named Crust by Mac. I looked it up. So, Crust by Mac, she's in White Mill as well. Both of those places. I haven't had the Filipino food yet. But it looks, it's Heritage Kitchen. It looks fucking insane. And that's like top of my list right now. And then Forage is another one. There's just cool concepts coming out of Baltimore that are just awesome. 
It is. I mean, it is. Yeah. It is like. I mean, it almost had to get so far down for people to start investing right. in it and stuff like that. You know, and people have to see like like one cool thing happens. You have like you know, and I I think you know Kevin Plank's done a lot for the mart. Like having a Fortune 500 company here in the city is important. Like attracting people like who want to work at a place like that, like a big company. Like you're you're bringing in better work pool. Like everything just rises from there. It's right? such a hard balance, and I've gotten this. This is a conversation that I get into with a lot of people a lot of times. And you know, in regards to Atlas, how they have a lot of different differing polarizing opinions either way. And it is such a hard balance to balance between like the two realities, which are okay. You don't want these big companies coming in here, building stuff that's specifically for people that have a lot of money, and then it's completely inaccessible for the people that actually live there, and you know, they're it actually winds up pushing them out of neighborhoods or whatever, like gentrification argument. Right. And there's hard to balance that with the other side of it, which is like you need companies here. Like at the end of the day, you need Yeah, there's def there's definitely ba I think there's definitely a need for balance. Like I don't know the Harbor East models like just an example of like what's kind of happened in that area and it's it's helping the other areas not specific to the smith brothers but i think in the in well the, they went into fed hill they're opening one in fed I don't, hill they're yeah, opening I one in fells point they've opened one you know they right. you know port covington is coming up there's nothing really going on port, in port covington not before. not yet i mean yeah. there there was nothing i mean it was just empty land yeah. it was empty industrial land so there's cool stuff with you know um uh Weller developments over there and like mm -hmm. those guys have done a lot in the city and like there's just cool like i feel like the who's doing it has changed too like some of these developers like weller development and and um trying i don't even know who's doing stuff in canton but there's these cool buildings that are being built and then there's all these cool like shops that are opening up and restaurants and there's these opportunities but you have newer developers who are a bit you know a little bit younger than some of the older older guys and like they have vision for like, it's not just a building, it's a functional space and it interacts with the community. And like, I think that's the thing you have to figure out if you're going to lift the whole city. Yeah. And I think there's parts of like, yeah, sure. There's been development that hasn't had that in focus, but I think there's a lot of really cool stuff that is starting to put that in focus. And I think you have a lot of things, a lot of conversations going on right now that is that. And like, yeah. We even like, even for our pizza, I have this idea I've been kicking around called food for thought menu. And I was like, what if we had a menu and we partnered with bigger companies, whether it's we were, we've talked to Tessa Mays and we talked to like McCormick and just had items on the menu that featured their stuff and like raised, like it started a conversation about some issue, crab fisheries, uh, food and food disparity and, you know, food deserts, like things like that. And had a menu that literally went, you bought it. Money went back to it, but it wasn't just about the money. It was about the conversation. And like, yeah. I think a thought like that kind of hap should happen with developments. And it is on some level. Like, I think the conversation with Baltimore City happens where like developers are like, hey, what can we do? Like, how can we do this? We're doing this project and it's going to impact a community. But how can we be more positive for the community and have more of a positive impact, impact and do things? So yeah, I think Johns Hopkins has done a lot with that. I mean, mm -hmm. I know there's been... I, I don't, I'm not going to pretend I know all the social issues going on in Baltimore. I haven't even been here a year since I moved, but. Well, it shouldn't be, there yeah. shouldn't be a stigma. Just, I feel like there is like this thing where it's like, if you have, if you're a big enough corporation, then yeah. you're automatically bad. Or this idea that like, if you've done, if you've made a billion dollars or something like that, then that must mean you're automatically like fucking over someone else. And there's plenty of like 
Yeah, there's not. There's definitely. I mean, you don't have to fuck somebody over else. Fuck someone over to get there. But like, it was funny. I was I was in the restaurant the other night by myself, and I went and grabbed a bottle of water. And I never drink bottled water ever. Like, it's just not. I can get filtered water. Like, I just don't. It's for me. I'm like, I don't want to drink a bottle of water. But whatever other anybody else wants to do, whatever. Right, but we have know. bottled water at the restaurant, right? Yeah. So I went and grabbed one because I just there was no cold water or whatever. It was a fucking Nestle bottle, and I was like. Oh, they're like the worst. Like, I don't know if you've read any of their shit, but like, they're literally like, if there's a shittier company that sells bottled water, it's, I don't what do know. They do? What do they, they do? They like go into like public springs and go into like acts and like, they're like literally draining like the, a municipal, like they're, they would literally yeah, they go next to Flint. Water. If Flint, like if they found a spring next to Flint where they could get them clean water from and Nestle, like saw, like it was like, Oh, we could actually pump from here. They would literally pump the water and prevent Flint. They would, for, the, for uh. that dollar. They're just, you can read the stories. <laughs> Fuck Nestle. But I literally saw it in our restaurant and the next text was like, to was like, don't order this again and like, let's not carry Nestle. Restaurant. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. just my thought is like, but there's plenty of, bill. that's a billion dollar company that just acts shitty. Yeah. There's plenty of billionaires and multimillionaires and rich people who don't think like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I've, I've met some of them. I've been with some of them. Like, it's cool to see like the positive ones. Like, Meeting the owners of Tessie Mays, they ordered, they randomly, this is actually a funny story. Um, the One of the founders reached out, she slid, slid into the DMs. Um, she was like, hey, go. do you guys come to Annapolis? And we do this drop in Annapolis every uh, Sunday to a park. It's in a parking lot, like literally. So she's like, I'm from, you know, I grew up in Michigan for a while. Like, I love Detroit style pizza. You can't get any around here. Do you guys come to Annapolis? I'm like, I'm coming down on Sunday. She's like, oh, I'm going to order some pizza. That was like, cool. I was like, I can bring them to your house if you want. I like, Ended up delivering it to them in Edgewater. The nicest couple. Like, <laughs> sat and talked to them for a little bit. Like, so inspiring their story. Like, literally, we're backing up, you know, orders to Whole Foods in the in a Prius. Because in their, like, somebody else's, I think it was, like, the bro, like the one guy I met, his brother's Prius. Because they had sold their cars for the business. So, they're uh -huh. making, like, and it's just such a cool story. And, like, they were very successful. And I've never heard anyone say anything bad about them. Yeah. Right? But there's plenty of people who do shitty stuff. I don't yeah. think you have to be a piece of shit to get where you are, but you know, yeah. certain moments where you have a choice. I mean, so many of those places, <laughs> like even like Amazon, it's like hey, one Yelp review too I far. Don't, and some of the labor issues at Amazon, and I'm not. Yeah, I mean, it's but at the same time, I'm like, I was buying books from Jeff Bezos. I was a college student who liked to own the books he was using for research. So because if I needed it for a paper later or whatever, yeah. and so I would just go, I buy books on Amazon for like 50 cents. If I was like, I'd spend $20 and buy like every writing a 15 page research paper. And I'd buy all the books I needed for like 25 bucks. So Amazon helped me a lot early on. And that's also to amazing like, to think. Like yeah. I forgot that they stood, did they not start as a bookstore? It was, it was that what yeah. it was. I didn't know if in retrospect, I'm like, was there other shit on there that I didn't know no, about? At I think the time? it was, it was, yeah. Yeah. was just buying books. How, and like, I mean, if you can figure out the logistics to sell books, I guess you can figure out fucking anything. I mean, dude, if you can sell a fucking book at all, dude, I'm impressed. <laughs> right. I'm not fucking buying one. <laughs> you master the Dewey decimal system, yeah. and then you're good to go. Uh, <laughs> but, like, so many of those things, I mean, that's kind of like even going back to, like, how you made your kind of pivot from being a show promoter to doing this pizza thing, and even, like, Facebook, which, like, that started off as, like, in my opinion, one of the best ideas ever, which was let's just gather up all the fucking people at the school and have people compare who's hotter. 
You know, it was basically right. like, like that's a great idea. I used to do that in my own high school. Yeah. If only I had a new, I got to monetize I could, that. I could see that. And then like figuring out like people want to interact. So it's like they want to interact on the web. They want to like more so- socialization and more options for that. And it was like just hacked the whole system from a shitty little program that he yeah. wrote where he's just like, oh, I'm going to. But the original concept is like hot or not. It's like, like we were talking about earlier, like how you kind of start to get the ball rolling. Right. And then at a certain point, it becomes bigger than you. Right. And it's like, if you're a guy who was starting off this company called Amazon selling books. Yeah. And you just happen to be so good at what you were doing that you were like, dude, we could expand and sell, sell other anything. Yeah, we could sell like, anything. We don't holy shit, we books. got that book to Hawaii in three days. Yeah. We could sell fucking toilet paper there. And then quick. we start doing, yeah. <laughs> like, And then we start doing other bigger shit, and it's like it becomes bigger than you to the point where it's like a lot of those things, like Jeff Bezos probably didn't envision Amazon being what it is now when he first started it, you right. know? Mark Zuckerberg may have not envisioned what Facebook became. Oh, and you you go through it. Everyone's so critical. Like here, the the counterside to all of that is like everyone's so critical that they're not willing to give them the opportunity to react, respond, or re like fix what the problem is because it takes a lot of time to figure that out. But yeah. like I remember. There was like the whole Whole Foods thing and like the health insurance and I read up on it and it's like my girlfriend was like Jeff Bezos is an asshole because my girlfriend at the time was like Jeff Bezos is an asshole because he what did he do? He took away the health insurance debt to part time employees at Whole Foods. And I said, I don't think Jeff Bezos was like in the loop on that conversation when it happened. Yeah. Like Something tells me that Jeff Bezos is not really involved. There's a CEO for Whole Foods, and he's not really involved in the day-to-day. Yeah. That CEO probably isn't like, hey, we're going to take away health insurance from part-time workers. Like, yeah. I need you to okay this. Like, mm-hmm. it's probably not. Like, I mean, dude, he's doing a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, he's probably not doing that. So, yeah. like, it was hard for me to be like, well, and, like, yeah, I get it's still his fault. He owns, the, he owns Amazon, which owns Whole Foods, like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, at the same time, I'm like... I don't know. Like I don't. Yeah, but he's was, not handing off. And the I'm water not saying it's right. Like yeah, he's not saying he wasn't the manager who was like, no, nah, you're gonna pee in a water bottle. But somewhere along that command chain, and it's still his fault because somebody, if that was really a thing that happened. But was he like, is giving? I mean, I'm not going where it might sound like I'm going, but like giving health insurance to part time workers is like a. That's like something that doesn't normally come with 100%. a part-time job. Like I, I'm just like, and that. So it's like he was going above and beyond, right? They what were they doing were doing, it. and then he was like, "Wait a second, we can't afford to keep doing this but for a guy who works here two we, shifts a week." We don't know what the con- I don't know the context of all of it. I was just the point I was trying to make was like I don't know that Jeff Bezos. Like, sure, if Jeff Bezos was involved in the decision, and if there wasn't like an option, hey, can you go to full time? We're going to give this to you. Like, but if you were like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do part time one day a week just to get the health insurance. Like yeah, we've like, all been to a restaurant where we're like, Hey, you, you hire one day a week so I can get the discount. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, so yeah. good here. Yeah. And I come here three days a week. Yeah. Let me work like, a Tuesday lunch like, and get at full some level. Like coverage. I can see where a company might be like, but again, like I don't, I don't know the whole context of it. I think people should, I just think as a country, the healthcare system's broken. Well, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it, like we shouldn't yeah. look at, Maybe we shouldn't blame Jeff Bezos and maybe we should blame Congress. Is it Whole Foods' <laughs> like, job to provide universal health? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like we're looking at the wrong people and a lot of these conversations maybe, always maybe get that, like... Maybe maybe we look at the healthcare companies and see why it's costing so much and it doesn't cost much. 
Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I saw something. I didn't listen to Biden's speech yet from last night. I'm not trying to get political. I don't know where you guys sit on the on the oh, realm. But uh, somebody posted a thing that was like, that's the first time a president has openly attacked trickle-down economics in a speech. Yeah. And like, I haven't heard it yet, but I'm like so excited to hear that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I'm looking at some of the stimulus money. I'm like, this is actually real trickle-down economics. This actually seems like it could work to keep the economy going out of this pandemic. And we, yeah. It. yeah it's like, crazy. like for like, save our, we have save our stages coming up for concerts and they're like, we're going to give you money, but you got to go spend it on like very sp specific things within your industry, which is going to trickle down to the people of our industry. And yeah. It's going to just create, it's going to be a, um, like not a multiplier, but it's like going to echo throughout. Like I'm looking at how understanding economics, my school's finally coming in handy, but there you go understanding like the velocity of that money and how like doing one show with that money will like have it's the bars getting money and the food and the parking and the, and the giving, you know, paying all the sound techs and the stage hands and all the stuff that needs to happen with the concert and the production houses. And then that trickles down. And then like, you're just putting more money. You just keep putting yeah. money into that atmosphere. And it's, you do one show, it touches a thousand people. Yeah, it's like the money moves. It's yeah. like blood flow. Whereas, like, you give it to one major corporation, and you're like, drip. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is like, all right, we're gonna go fucking mm -hmm. spend money. Like, this is there cool. is a massive like kind of distribution of wealth that's kind of happened within the past year, oh, yeah. which uh, I've certainly been a fan. Of. I mean, I'm I'm in the exact bracket of people that benefited the most from that for sure. Yeah, and I've loved it. But uh, well, and yeah. I think cryptocurrency is super disruptive to the distribution of wealth right now. Can I ask you about crypto yeah. stuff? And this is not financial advice. I don't. I'm not that great with it. This I've is been not around on it since for a while. My cousin is real into. I know a lot of guys mm -hmm. are real into it, and it wasn't really until recently that I've really started heavily considering the validity of it. I mean, Bitcoin's right. probably the biggest it's one, right? Yeah. Bitcoin's the biggest one, and it's like this idea. It's it's finite. It's done. I kind of look at it, and I, I, I look at it like, all right, they're taking power, large amounts of power and converting it to a coin. That power's costing money, like those calculations. And if you're willing to, I mean, fiat money as, a, as it is, like our whole system is based on this. Yeah. It's based on and, a belief that it's worth something. Right. And then you have these tokens coming out that have utility. Like it's there's some really cool things coming out. And like that one I mentioned earlier, again, not financial advice. I'm just talking about what I know. Everyone always writes that online. I don't know if this I could get in trouble for talking about this. I mean, what are they gonna like, do? Sue you if their fucking if stocks go down? Not, like, yeah. So like Voyager's an interesting Musk one because it's like it's almost like banking. Like they give you interest on what you're holding. You can hold in a U.S. dollar coin that's stable to the U.S. dollar. It'll give mm -hmm. you 7%, 8%, 10% interest depending. Each month it fluctuates, but I'm yeah. like, why would I? And then you can get the money out. Typically they're going through some maintenance, but like typically the money's pretty fast to come out of your account if you move it to your bank account. And they're coming out with a check card that you can spend with. Yeah. So like my thought is, and it's the guy, the CEO is like the guy who started E-Trade. I'm like, I trust. That's why I bought in early. I was like, I trust this guy. Right, yeah, and started e trade. He already disrupted one entire platform of like currency trading and stuff like that, and, and financial financial markets. He could do it again in crypto, and like, why would I hold money in a bank in a checking account if I can have a checking account where I'm getting set like 
with crypto where I'm getting like these. Yeah, instead of like point zero one percent interest. They're gonna fuck. It's gonna fuck savings. with banks really hard, and I'm like waiting. I think it's gotten too big for banks to stop it. Well, I mean, so many. Okay, so when they're when just it, gonna figure out a way how to like tax the fuck out of it. They already do. You pay. You pay tax on it. Like very. Yeah. When I first started hearing about all the stuff popping yeah. up, I started kind of arguing against it naturally. Yeah. And uh, I found myself, all the arguments that I was using against Bitcoin... You were simping for banks. I was simping. Well, I was, <laughs> I'm was. i a big bank simp, baby. You love, you love Wells Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> I was using the same exact... Like, the arguments I was using against crypto were the exact arguments that could apply to regular... The American dollar. Yeah. You know, it's not based... Like, the thing I would always say about Bitcoin is like, okay... Bitcoin is at the time when I was talking about it, I would say that Bitcoin was more of a commodity than a currency. People are investing in this quote unquote currency, but the value of it is always going to base be based in how many dollars is it worth when you cash out. Right. Like everybody's saying, like, oh, Bitcoin's up to twenty five thousand, Bitcoin's up to thirty, right. Bitcoin's here, blah, blah, blah. So it like until Bitcoin actually became a viable circulating currency right it was just basically like an nft like right. people speculating yeah. on it do you think more people are going to buy it now that means the price going to go up so maybe right. what's out. going super volatile and go, super like, speculative crazy conspiracy head though it's like okay yeah that's what the dollar is supposed to be too though mm -hmm. right that's but what i'm saying no but physical, then the buyer like, the, it's supposed to be like the in inherent value of like the labor in the country and and the I don't know I don't know what the all it is value. is I all it is is this. the amount of money that people believe it's worth. It's right. literally just Every, all money is that's that, all right? money is. Mm -hmm. it like used if the to be world based. if two hundred countries tomorrow went, we think the U.S. sucks. We think they're no none. Of, we're we're putting out a thing. Don't accept their money. Mm -hmm. The entire financial system would collapse. And oh, like, absolutely. It just wouldn't, and it's literally that fragile. That like, and that's why if we, you can get enough people not to believe in it, or if you get enough people to believe in it, it is what it is. But no, it's it's also just been like a constant for like such a long time. Like if you want to think about it, like with like religions, like Scientology and shit, like Mormonism, like the one of the main reasons it's so like you know laughed at or scoffed at or whatever is because like it's new, right? Like Catholicism, all that shit. It's like. Yeah, it's fucking weird, but it's been around for centuries now. Right. That no one even bats an eye at it. Right. But like some Bitcoin of the shit in there, around, like yeah, like I don't even Judaism is like people are like, well, you can't mix meat and dairy. I'm like, well, I'm out of business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know how this is gonna work, and I get it from like a biblical and religious standpoint, but I think like sometimes you ask yourself why are the, why did these things. What well, are these like rules and where did they come rule, from? Yeah. And what like, was the practical use of it? And oh, it actually like mixing meat and dairy typically made you sick back in. Yeah, it's like you people know, got food poisoning because no one washed their fucking hands. Right. And you had to be like, all right, guys, don't like, go to the pig pit and then pet the cows <laughs> or else you're going to get yeah, mad cow disease or something. Don't bullshit. sleep in the pig pit with your pizza. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, my friend, my friend Joey's in the band with me and he has, his, I think the actual line of thinking is called modern monetary theory. Yeah. And it's basically this idea that the US dollar is so incredibly like just solidified in the world economy yeah. that there's nothing that we could do that would take it out of its position as number 1. Right. And to me, although he does, you know, he knows a lot more about that stuff than I do. He's a political science major. He writes articles and shit like that. Yeah. A lot younger, but he knows a lot of that stuff. And to me that just seems like 
you know, I can't explain why it seems like a, a incorrect way of looking at it. But this idea that, like, think about civilizations that have pre-existed America. Like, America is a very young country. Oh, 100%. We've existed since 1776 officially. We've only really been the international, like, currency since probably, li- realistically, maybe after, like, either World the War First II. or Second World, World yeah. War Two. I mean, World it War was II. like the re- you had Gilded Era. And I don't know. I know the financial boom of the Gilded Era and the rise of Wall Street was big. Then you got into the depression, so we sunk the world economy too. A bunch of stuff we did. Then it was like post World War II, and that's where a lot of conspiracy comes out of is like things that happened post World War II and what was discussed and what decisions were made and how, you know. And then you these things that came out of that and like the rebuilding of the the world, like and the the fall of other empires, you know, England yeah. and France and Germany yeah. and all these things, Prussia before that. Yeah, and Prussia. Got, Prussia. Everyone forgets about Prussia. Great name. Right? Great name. So, Prussia pizza. Prussian pizza. Prussian style pizza. It's like fucking borscht or something. Um, <laughs> so, so you, I'm pretty. It's like less than a hundred years that we've been at the yeah. forefront of modern, like currency and financial markets, yeah. and like it doesn't like. It's frat. Like, look how fragile the whole system was with COVID. Yeah, we didn't have fucking toilet paper. Mm-hmm. We were a few days away from a third being a third world country. Yeah. Like what happens when if this thing's a little bit more contagious and it starts disrupting trash pickup and and food? It was disrupting the food system. You had here was an interesting thing. Let's fuck the money. Let's talk about the systems. Like you had you have two two food systems, the retail food system, grocery stores, and then the wholesale food system that goes to restaurants. When all the restaurants shut down, everyone went to the retail food system. All of those calories they were consuming over there that used to be consumed in, I mean, you shut down, everything was shut down for a minute, right? I can't, it's so weird, it's all a blur, but like I'm pretty sure all restaurants were closed for like a month, absolutely, two months. Right, and they might have been trying to do like like, takeout, but it's like, who's getting takeout No, I don't even think takeout was, I think at one point they were like, every, I remember, right, so like, because restaurants were closed, but people were like, well, let me rent your space and I'll do a weird ass like Grubhub deal. Right, but it was even, I felt, maybe they never shut down delivery fully, but it was just really disruptive, but all those calories from eating out went to retail, suddenly you couldn't get ice cream at Giant. And you're like, well, what the fuck? And then you start hearing about, and I have a friend who owns some slaughterhouses. He's like, yeah, they're getting sick in, what happens is one person brings COVID and these are into the meat packing plant and everybody gets it and they're shut down. And like, there's not a ton of, like in the scale of meat we eat, like all of it's going through USDA facilities. Mm-hmm. So like, you're not, it's not like there's a shit ton of them. They all have to have a USDA guy there. And there's all these like, like, um, like things they have to do to operate. And like, it started to disrupt meat. It started to disrupt dairy. It started. And you're all of a sudden you're like, I can't get toilet paper. I can't get fucking ice cream. Like we were not far off from a collapse. I mean, it really is a matter of perspective. I mean, it really was like a house of cards kind of like, yeah, it was close. Like I, I think we got through it, but like, I don't know if we're surviving a zombie apocalypse. That was pretty tough. 
I well, I mean, like, like that we were kind of, <laughs> we were, were kind of so used to like, put the nails like in the wrong way, ship on demand lifestyle. Right. Like no one had like a warehouse of shit in their store. Right. Because they knew like, oh, okay. You're just getting the guys shit. coming on Thursday to bring me this yeah, thing. Yeah. But like suddenly when that supply dries out and those trucks can't come or like whatever it is, you're just yeah. in that position. And then you're, where, you're fucked because there's no flour. Right. The flour. <laughs> like, I mean, it was crazy. There was one weekend. I, I ended up finding flour, but there was like a minute where I was like, I don't even know if I can make these pizzas I'm supposed to sell. Yeah. Because I can't find. I got to drive to Edgewater to go find flour in a fucking giant over there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because I was looking on Amazon. I'm like, damn, flour's like expensive as shit on Amazon. Yeah, people are like yeah. reselling people flour. People are like reselling flour for like $13 a bag because like there's probably areas of the country that couldn't get flour at all. Yeah. Like, well, that, I mean, going back to the, because I think those all kind of work in tandem. Like we're talking about the supply chains and things like that. Even in money, it's the same thing. Like so much of America's power in the world, and I don't even think this is considered a political statement at this point. I think it's just, a, a well, I mean, commonly understood is that you know we've kind of sequestered the oil reserves in the middle east to the point where people that are trading oil which is a like one of the most important commodities in the world yeah they're trading it in u.s dollars right and so we have that market locked down if if some country buys oil from syria they're doing it in u.s dollars which maintains the strength we've basically right forced our influence into this market to the point where if anybody buys anything it's going through our economy right, and most first. things are looking at it in u.s dollar it's trading yeah. in u.s dollar and it's but i think like how big does some other country have to get you know how much market share does china have right now or it maybe be, it's not even a country thing right. maybe it is what we're talking about with this crypto thing right where maybe it's something where you could circumvent that system entirely by not having and to go faster. through the- Like when you look into how fast crypto can move across that network of computers, like that make up the blockchain, when you're talking about, there was, there was one day I made a deposit into an account and I was like, fuck, I deposited it from the wrong bank account. And I was like, let me refund it. And I like sent the money back out mm-hmm. and the money hit my bank account before it came out. Wow. Like think Jeez. about that. Like, it went in, I did it like 9 a.m., like, oh, did a deposit. Oh, shit, wrong account. Cash it out. And I had enough cash in there. And like that night, the the with the deposit or the withdrawal out of my crypto account hit my bank account. And the next day, the crypto account took the cash out of my bank account. Yeah. Like, you can't move cash like that. And this is, you got to call the bank and you got to do a wire and you got to fill out paperwork and you got to sign stuff. Here you got like fucking 15 digit code that no one's going to crack and you got, you know, two FA verifications and stuff like that, but it's quick. Yeah. You don't have to, I can send you Dogecoin right now and it's just, and the Dogecoin's bull, a bullshit. We call it a shit coin. Hell yeah. But like you can send it really, you can send these things really fast. Like, and it's not, you don't have to deal with, and it's nice now we have Venmo and we have PayPal and we have Zelle and all these things. Cause the banks went, Oh shit, we got to speed up. How are we? I was just like, thinking about the other day. I was I was doing a, a odd job in some like rich dude's house. I was washing yeah. windows, and like this guy's like eighty four years old. <laughs> odd job, odd job. <laughs> <laughs> odd job. <laughs> washing windows. What is that? What's that movie with the gun runners? Where he's like, you sell. He was like, you, you give dudes massages. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, war and, dogs. Uh, <laughs> war dogs. <laughs> oh hell yeah! I, watch that. I don't think I've seen that. This guy has accumulated a massive wealth over his life. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's a number. 
Yeah. And that number is based in how much we believe it's worth. You right. see these instances of inflation or something like that where, you know, you can go back through history, recent history. I mean, I think in like Zimbabwe right now, like they had to make like a trillion dollar bill because their money just essentially became worthless. Right. And that's why, you know, like me, I'm lucky because I don't really have that much money in the bank. So if suddenly that money would become worthless, I'd be like, oh, well, you know. Didn't really lose my that twelve cents, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. But it just is crazy to think that, like, in the same way that our systems were exposed for being built on basically, like, just like I said before, like a house of cards. It's like how quickly that could happen with the global currency or something like that. And all of a sudden, this money that you spent a lifetime accumulating could be worth nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy when you start, and I, I keep going back to this, but it's when you start to think of like the security of things, like. Think of how, what, how many services would we have to lose before society breaks down? Wi-Fi. For how long? Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi? I think, I, I Wi-Fi think. Wi-Fi for like two days. That was, I think there was a recent study that said it was like, it was like seven, if, if the entire country lost Wi-Fi for 72 hours, it would just, it would, we'd lose, society would. I think. I think maybe this, not even that. I think at this point, I think everybody wants a revolution until the Wi-Fi goes out. Right. I think once, <laughs> oh, once, dude, when you lose that convenience, mm -hmm. like once you realize, oh wait, we're actually talking about tearing this shit down, and I can't tweet about it, I can't fucking yeah. make a oh, post, I can't the media, post a pic like the social media, like if you, not even that, like once I'm like, I don't, I gotta go to my mom's house and I don't know how to get there because my GPS is down. Yeah, that's like I know how to get almost everywhere I need to go without looking at a GPS. Yeah. I'm like, I know people who don't know how to get out of their neighborhood without a GPS. Oh, yeah, I talked about that. And I'm like, yeah. you're literally going to get eaten by wild poodles the first day. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be walking around your neighborhood, like, trying to get a signal, and, like, yeah. some fucking toy poodle's just going to be like, this is dinner tonight. Sorry. I make a point. I mean, even, like, I, I broke my phone again the other day. I just got it fixed. Um, it was actually on that odd job. We were spraying down the porch after we washed the windows, and my dad... Halfway through spraying down the porch, he was like, oh, fuck, our phones are on the porch. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, my phone was, like, completely submerged. It worked for a little bit, and then all of a sudden just stopped working. And uh, just even a day, like, I took it to the repair shop in the Towson Mall, and then they were like, it'll be ready in 45 minutes. I live across the street from the mall, or, like, not even across the street. It's, like, behind my parking lot. And I walked back, took a nap, woke up, didn't realize they closed at 7 p.m. So I walked back. The mall was closed. I got yelled at for trying to walk in the parking garage. He was like, get out of here. I was like, damn, dude, just trying to get my phone. And uh, just going the night without a phone, I felt like it was like I was oh, on a different naked. planet. Did you get on your iCloud and be like, start? I, I like, I mean, wishes. I have, he has an Android. Yeah, dude, I have a fucking Android, dude. Uh, oh, you're right. You are green texting me. Yeah, I'm Shit. green texting, bro. Yeah, I'll block you after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let me but get it, your number. Yeah, <laughs> we'll work it out. It is crazy how dependent. I'll airdrop it to you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Perfect. Uh, maybe I will get an iPhone next phone. Maybe, maybe. But either way, it's, it's just, it just is amazing how dependent we've become on those things to the point where, I don't know, like, I think before electricity goes out, before the heat goes out, that's going to be if way Wi further down gets the Dude, I had Wi-Fi at the wifi. restaurant. Literally, the restaurant, we Wi-Fi was out Tuesday, Wednesday. And I'm like, it was back Wednesday night. And I called Verizon, and I was like, all right, we're going to get Verizon installed. We have Comcast, shitty customer service, of course. Oh, they, the worst. But I had well, like, got, like a friend's, monopoly on the city, a friend's wife. Yeah. Well, no. They have Verizon service in my area. Oh, really? Friend's wife was the rep. I was like, yeah, I'll just go with it. Cool. Like, it's great. Verizon's coming to do it. 
Tuesday and I was like, we were like, for what the price is, let's just keep the Verizon as a backup line. And if Comcast keeps doing a problem, we'll just get rid of it. But I'm like, we're it's so bad. I'm like, we we're gonna get two we're gonna two Wi-Fi services <laughs> in one building because like, well, I mean, you need it for all the pre-orders, all the pre, shit. all the shit, like just texting customers and all that stuff. And like, do like I go down there and book shows. I sit in the restaurant and like work on concert stuff. And I'm yeah. like, I can't be here without Wi-Fi. This yeah. is ins- I was like tethering off my phone. I'm like. This- this 5G Wi-Fi is shit. That's what I'm doing right <laughs> coming now. Out from, coming out from fucking, I grew up in dial-up. Like, this 5G Wi-Fi is unacceptable. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just, I think society, like, the fra- the fragility of society based on, like, all that shit will, I think that's our vulnerability in terms of, like, the money. Like, because if the U.S., if society, for some reason someone was to attack the internet, just like you said, or like a bad pandemic hit and it started to disrupt trash service, electric, bit elect, electricity, your Wi-Fi's out, like yeah. you're fucked. You mm-hmm. have your phone sort of maybe if, if you can charge it, yeah. If the Wi-Fi tower's not out. But like that, like, yeah, you're gonna the dollars, what's the dollar gonna be worth if we can't fucking get mm-hmm. get on Twitter and tweet about yeah, it? Yeah, a dollar's only worth <laughs> what you can get for it. Right. You know? And if At you the end can't, of the day, it's a piece yeah. of paper. And nobody's taking fucking cash anymore. So you like this you can't use the card, the electricity's yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. I just found out that I can tap my card on a thing, dude. I just found oh, out within real? the last year myself. I'm thinking last I, week for me. I had no idea. <laughs> I was like, huh? They're like, yeah, wireless, like, uh, like touchless. Like, you didn't. I felt like, like a 69 I it year was old like man. like the chip reader was there for uh, a reason. Why do they have a is, chip reader then? But then, like, it also sends a signal. So when you sleep next to your wallet, you're giving yourself cancer. Damn. No, <laughs> um, I don't know if that's actually true. If it actually sends out a signal like that, but you I'm sure it is. Thing up. That's I, why I prefer not to sleep next to my wallet. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I charge my wallet across the yeah. room. They make I such just, great so. pillows. It was a tough adjustment. <laughs> Eventually, had to dip out of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like, dude. If if Wi-Fi, like we lost Wi-Fi, electricity, like dude, the dollar would be worthless if at scale if we lost it across the country. That'd be crap, but I'm like ready. I was ready when everything started to shut down. I like got word from somebody. Somebody texted me like, "There's a press conference coming, and they think like Hogan's gonna shut down the state." And I was mm-hmm. like, buying dry goods, like shit, like like ramen, yeah, dry, like flour, ramen, salt. Like yeah, I stocked salt, up for like, like two months. Made a bunch of beef jerky and like dried fruits because I'm like, I bought a I bunch of know. perishable stuff. This I've been watching this shit since January third. I'm like. I knew what they did in China because I have friends there. China was like, go in your house. Yeah, and they're like, come yeah, out. Dinosaur we'll guys. Fucking shoot. Yeah, they're nailing doors like, shut. That's like legitimately like they were like, here's food. Go in your house. Stay there. And so that's like people are people here are so fucking soft. Like I people are people who are like, oh, my God, it's like communist country, like lockdowns. I'm like, I got to work. You can literally mm-hmm. be like, oh, it's a lockdown. Like, I'm going to go to the store. Yeah, like yeah, right, yeah. like there was no okay. I couldn't go to the club. Like cool, like shows are shut down. I'm not like oh my god, I can't go and get gas or like go and buy water. Like China, they're like go in your fucking house and if you come out, we'll shoot you. Yeah, like, yeah, we'll like, bring you water. That's Don't literally worry. like your neighborhood we is having an we'll outbreak, outbreak, and you like you need to go inside and not come out for thirty days. And people weren't like, and that was China. Yeah, like, yeah, and then people are comparing shit. like 
your favorite bars shut down for a month to like it's like communist China. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm like, you're so soft. Although three weeks did turn into thirteen months. Yeah. I mean, well, it's either we're either soft because we can't tolerate it or we're or China's soft for letting their government do that to them. Yeah. It's two I ways mean, of looking at it. It's a different cult. Like it's interesting. Like I had a client from China that I worked with for a while who does like events over there and it's like it's a different culture. It was like it's it's funny. Now that I think about it, there was like this guy who hit me up trying to sell me like, like just a total like Gary V like fucking uh, who's the other guy Tony Robbins kind of shit. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. hey, I've never built a business, but hire me and I'll teach you how to build a business. Yeah, like, and he's like, oh, I'm having so much. I was like, what businesses have you built? When he like he like DM'd us, oh, I found a successful Instagram page. I'm going to DM you, and he was like, oh, I'm having success in China. I'm like, oh, you're having success. Standing on a stage and selling capitalist ideas to people who grew up in, a, in an authoritarian, <laughs> communist dictatorship sort of situation that, like, they've never really experienced it. So that shill bullshit that you fucking put out on stage because you actually have no experience yeah. doing what you're doing works in China. But it's a different culture there. They've never experienced it. So, like, they're like, yo, you got to go in the house. And they're like, all right, government knows what's best. That's just, yeah. like, yeah. what... They came up on and frankly, like they got their factories fucking back up pretty quickly and got their shit together and like got like they got it together pretty quickly. Whereas like if we actually had that, if the government had actually been like stay in your fucking house, like we would have had literally people burnt like. Like I think people would have lost it. Like oh, I imagine so. I mean, people yeah. already kind of no, did. People did lose it. Like people definitely I can't wear a ma- Like I was always like, I can't wear. I'm gonna wear a mask because I just don't want someone being like, "Yo, you killed my fucking grandma." Yeah, like, I, it's I wore, really that simple. I wore a mask more so I didn't get yelled at. Really, yeah. I never personally cared myself, but right. I just didn't. I didn't want people to give me a look. So I was like, all right. You just Whatever. wear, I, I mean, dude, I don't know. I yeah, was you like, just wear it. It wasn't you just hard. Wear, it wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh my God, like I can't grocery shop. This thing's a muzzle. The now I will say. I was like, science is science. The is amount science. of times I forgot it just because I'm a very scattered brain person. Yeah. And I would like be running late to a gig and I had to run back to my car just to grab a mask so I could walk three feet into the door to the stage and then take it off again. Right. That shit used to kind of bug me a little bit because I was like, what is this it is really a little, doing? It's the, I, some of the stuff doesn't make sense. Like, but, but other, like some stuff, some of that shit, like, <laughs> like we're outside. I'm like, find me one person who walked by a person outside and caught COVID because they walked by someone. It yeah. doesn't, that's not how science works. Yeah. The other funny thing is like some of the newer science that came out, they're like all the shit we're doing to like clean surfaces and like fogging buildings and like doing yeah. all this shit. It's actually worse for us than like yeah. actually like just <laughs> wiping it down with soap and water. Like yeah. we use at the bar, we use a peroxide spray. I'm mm-hmm. like, who would have thought perox? like cool, spray it with fucking peroxide. Yeah. Like, but the, everyone, everything it's like the news and everything got us so worked up. They're like, oh, a person got it from an Amazon package, yeah, possibly. Yeah, 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 and then everyone's yeah. like, it sticks I got to burn my for Amazon package yeah, before yeah. I let it in yeah. the house. Like, I'm going to set it on fire so it doesn't have anything on it. It's like, There's no, just a like, lot of things that, like, I was, I'm always, I'm, a, I'm always for the scientific aspect of things, but there were, seemed to be a lot of th- measures that we took that were more based in the optics than the actual a hundred percent. There's definitely like, effectiveness. Like, like I remember yeah. I was on a paint job or actually even the other, I was on a paint job with my dad. We were, like sand in this room and whatever, whatever, whatever. And we're standing there, sand this room, and uh, you know, it's dusty as hell. There's air particles all over the room. And my dad goes, 
Now you need to tell you mean to tell me if we were to sit down that we wouldn't still be breathing in these particles? And just the idea that you go to these places and you wear a mask when you're standing up and you take it off when you sit right. down. There's so many things. It's like like when you're in a hospital, for instance, when you wear a mask in a hospital room with a person with a virus, you leave that room, you dispose of that mask, you put on a new mask, you sanitize before you go into right. the next room. Most people I know, including myself, yeah. wear the same mask until they and lose not, it. And not just that. They're, you're most <laughs> Which for of, me is quick. Most, mask most quick. of the masks are like rash guards that you can blow a candle out through. I'm like, yeah. you're not saving anybody or yeah. yourself with that like it yeah. was that was the funny thing i was like in target one night i remember that night i realized that i was like we're so fucked because i'm in target and no one's wearing a mask that actually protects anyone and everyone's standing on top of each other even though the social distancing and like you know what would really fucking work instead of closing down everything open everything up put it put a small tax on it and then get everyone a real mask that works and everyone has to wear them for like yeah two months like yeah. a real like i wear like i have these like I don't know if I have one on me. No, um, like an M ninety. Like, no, it's like a it's a KN ninety five. But like yeah. this it, one, it's it's yeah, that's the one that's on my floor. Yeah, but it was like <laughs> CDC tested. It was CDC tested. It was like proven. Yeah, it came yeah, with KN ninety five. Yeah, and like, but you could get them. You could test the brand. You could go online. Like the CDC started testing all the brands and listing them online, so you knew which ones worked. And I was like. I, I never got COVID. I know that my mask fucking worked. I'm sure I'd been around it in yeah. kitchen environments and restaurant environments and all that shit. But like, as soon as you're like, I'm just going to wear a fucking rash guard, you're like, yeah, or like those gators or something optics. like that. Yeah, you like know? Yeah, the neck gators. Yeah, yeah. That's just where it, it, like, yeah, I'm all. And that's why, and that's why, like, the shit just didn't go away because, like, no one's. Well, because so many, like I said, so many of those policies were instituted not based off of what was best, but what seemed best. Right. You and know, optics, and it was just like. Off face covering, it's like, all right, well, like, and maybe that, that is the American culture and me right. or whatever. But I hate. I mean, it's being... our version of the don't mix dairy and pork. It's like we're we have to yep. give the rules to mm -hmm. like yeah. literally people who aren't going to follow them anyway. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. It made sense. I mean, it is what it is. Now I'm tired. I'm vaccinated and I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> you're vaccinated. Back. I'm vaccinated. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. halfway there. Oh yeah, I got it's. I got one of them. I got what'd you get? Pfizer, Pfizer Moderna. Yeah. yeah, that's what I got. That's the iPhone of vaccines, baby. That is the iPhone. That is the iPhone of right? vaccines. I think, right? I got our look, chips it's right the now. Standard, <laughs> it's the standard technology. There's nothing new about it. It's it's the COVID vaccine's been around forever. Like for twenty years they've been working on it since you know, before when they discovered coronavirus. SARS was the first right. one. But there was even before that. I mean, they could discover coronavirus. The common cold was a coronavirus. Right. Yeah. So like the, Notably, no cure for the common cold. There is no cure. It's just mom's chicken soup. That's yeah, it. I mean, what are you gonna do? You get the cold, baby. <laughs> so, it, so it, it, um, yeah, like it, it. I got the vaccine. I got the second one. I was tired for a day. I took mm -hmm. a ton of turmeric and curcumin and vitamin C and fucking Aleve, and I was good. I'm anxious to see, like we were talking about, like you were saying that you see things probably opening up in the summer. Yeah, I. I think I heard a stat the other day that I think as of right now, more than half of American adults have received at least their first shot. I think it's getting there. Yeah. yeah. It's like more than half. So like probably within the next month. I mean, that was probably, I mean, a month ago, it wasn't even close to that. Like right. I feel like within the past month, they're it's getting, like. getting, you haven't, the administration now, they're doing a great job of distributing it. Yeah. They're just on it. They're putting it out there. They're getting it. They figured out the logistics of getting the need, you know, because you have to. 
a big thing with government is you have to think the whole thing through. So like, it's not just we ordered vaccines. It's we ordered vaccines, needles, things to carry it in, uh, like all the logistics from start yeah, to we've finish. We've laid out the- That's like a lot of fucking logistics yeah. and the, the administration got it figured out, got the vaccine. You know, there's lots of conspiracies about it. <laughs> tried to read them all. <laughs> got a lot of my, my cell service has gotten great. Um, I mean, hey. I got a free subscription to uh, Windows just by going like this. Like, yeah, yeah, turns out <laughs> COVID was ruining 5G. Not the other way around. Now that COVID's going away, yeah. service is going yeah. up. <laughs> That's the real conspiracy. A, yeah. So it's it's yeah. I mean, I just hope. I'm I guess what I'm saying open. is, I think yeah, exactly. I'm ready to once, get it's once people are vaccinated. The way I would look at it is, look, once everyone who wants a vaccine can get a vaccine and has had the opportunity. Are we still going to be doing this shit like in August where like your server's walking around with a mask and they drop off drinks? Because at that point, it's that like, was, what are we doing? That, that was fun. People was, are vaccinated I was now. talking to a very smart person. He's a biz, like a business person in the area. I don't want to name drop him because he's like very well known. But we were having dinner one night and who said something? Bobby Flay. It was Bobby Flay. It was yeah. Bobby Flay. <laughs> it was the, the, the Baltimore Oriole. No. Um, so, <laughs> Let's go. so uh, Bird. I was talking about um, a festival, and he was like, yeah, like maybe you'll have 75% capacity. And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like if I got 75%, why don't I have 100? Like, yeah. like what is the difference between 22,500 people somewhere and 30,000? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not yeah. like, yeah. there's not going to be, it's like, I don't think we're, st- I don't think there's, we're going to hit a, oh, we can do 75 now. Like, it's I think not it's going to go 50, open. But like, I bet people will still do that just for almost just like the optics. Of yeah. Just yeah. Like, I mean, or the, they just have to like outdoor events just need to come back. Like that's yeah. where my head's at right now. Like you have a lot like eat electric Daisy carnival just canceled something else. Just uh, electric uh, electric forest just canceled for this year. Like stuff's coming down for September and it's something electric Daisy carnival was pushed to October, but it's like, it's some, if we're still in this and fu- if we're still canceling shit in fucking September, we got problems. Yeah, I yeah. think that's There's the point. Like, people really, the, uh, I don't know if you've heard about the Baltimore Comedy Festival, but ah, uh, oh, damn it. Uh, maybe I've that. heard of it before. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> who does it? Uh, so my friend Ivan Martin started it. Yeah. Um, and me and uh, another comic, Dark Mark, kind of like help run yeah parts of it i've heard of it before i've yeah, heard yeah. of the baltimore comedy festival okay, i thought perfect. you meant like happening this year yeah, yeah. no we're, yeah. we're we're kind of like labor day weekend ish yeah and we're still like we don't know if it's gonna where are you guys happen. doing it at um it's kind of like so, all over right all over yeah. yeah we might have like 12 venues this year but it's yeah, usually just like one or two shows at pizza. each thing dude i was <laughs> about to say near the pizza. end like we might need some pizza this <laughs> yeah. year we might need a little collab um, Nice. Yeah, that's... I mean, I think small... Like, comedy clubs are starting to come back on some level already, right? Mm-hmm. To a degree, a Motorhouse bit, yeah. is still... Uh, yeah, well, like, Magoobies. Magoobies yeah. is going Motorhouse up. is in Station North, on North Avenue. Wait, it used... Uh, that's a comedy club? You know where Joe Square is? No, I know exactly yeah. where it is. Mm-hmm. It, it does it's all like kinds a, of stuff. Okay, because yeah, there, like there was a charity. Club. There was a... Uh, I used to be involved in Believe in Music. I used to be on the board, and the kids did a concert there one night. Yeah. That's, I have been there. But they had, like, the open mic every Wednesday, <laughs> and they had, like, shows there. You know Our House across the street? Yeah. From, yeah, I used to throw raves in that fucking place next to Joe Squared. <laughs> really? That was fucking Go. sketchy. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we used to throw all-night rave parties in that fucking thing. It was wild. 
Did you did you have other questions for? Her? I feel like you had some questions. Like I, I was I was thinking of stuff in the beginning, like when I was eating the pizza. I threw you guys off with the I was a concert promoter. This was a fucking pivot thing. I know, right? I, I mean, was like curveballs. I mean, it was like it was cool that like we could talk about all that shit. I mean, Moonrise is a fucking like staple hold of yeah. Baltimore. I mean, that's crazy. I had no idea you were affiliated in any way. Yeah. That was it's funny. It's just funny I ended up here. Some days I'm in the restaurant and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing in a restaurant right now? <laughs> I'm sure we could have replaced some of our crypto mask wearing and fall society <laughs> stuff with more pizza talk, but maybe not. <laughs> you know, maybe it's we interesting. I just like to talk about stuff. I mean, it's, yeah. It's been a wild that's fucking most ride. Of our podcast, I know yeah. I know more about the filtering capacity and capabilities of a KN95 than I ever wanted to fucking know and yeah, ever dude. knew prior to March last year. And honestly, dude, <laughs> if there's anyone on planet Earth that can do a three full hour podcast podcast about pizza i'm impressed but i mean yeah. they'd have to know a lot more than than i do there's a I lot of fucking shit pizza. that goes into pizza going back to pizza like it's crazy when you start to get into like some of the science behind it and like the dough and like the all that shit pizza is an interesting fucking thing baking in general yeah. is baking's way harder insane God, but like is that not like, baking it is a type of baking yeah, the dough but i only have to do one type of dough right and yeah. then I'm doing things to it. It's like making a donut and then I'm doing 30 different things to the donut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like when you're a baker, like um, Crust by Mac, like all the different shit they do, every piece in there is a different dough. So you're like, and then there's the different techniques in the folding. I mean, baking is fucking hard. Yeah. I was never good at baking. I made some. I baked some pop tarts during the pandemic. They weren't that good. <laughs> that good. The, I was uh, like, "Fuck this! I'm making pizza." The bone appetite <laughs> recipe. Yeah, I did like some fucking recipe I found online. We were doing all kinds of shit. That's how we got through COVID. It was like literally twenty of us on a group chat. We're like, "What'd you make tonight?" <laughs> I made this. <laughs> hey, I made pizza. All right, I'll ask you two two pizza related questions. Let's go. That I had that are just dying to be asked. Yeah. First question is favorite toppings on a pizza your go-to topping what are you doing what am i doing right now i mean it's 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 hard to say it's like my mood that pizza the nona that i have right now is one of my favorites it's like it's the spicy italian sausage which i yeah. love our italian sausage it's the local purveyor logan's and then i just i was doing it with the vodka sauce because our vodka sauce is so fucking good then i was like hey let's do this with pesto and i made like a ramp pesto the other day and did it with a ramp pesto and it was even better and it's just fucking good pizza but you call up papa john's hey can i get a large pizza where you getting probably just a cheese okay i'm like like, Mm. i'm also a very traditional like you gotta have a good cheese pizza like if i'm going to vin like vin 909's place i like to eat even um uh what's the place we talked about where you used to work Seasons. Uh, seasons. seasons. Like when I go to Seasons, we get the margarita. Like oh, the yeah. Fucking love margarita, margarita it's a good baby. pizza. It's solid. I can crush a whole one or mm-hmm. I can crush. We can get a big one for. Oh, yeah. You guys have. they Not you guys, but they have some no, good you square can say you guys. I am Seasons <laughs> they have, Pizza. They have, some square, <laughs> they have some square pizza there that's like pretty good. Yeah, too. the party size pizza, the baby. Party size pizza. It's a fucking yeah. party. It's good. That's like. It's, but the problem is you get to a certain point, you, it's easy to eat and you've eaten too much and then. I don't think you, I don't think they proof their dough enough, and it gives you fucking it gives me such heartburn. Just like any party, dude. It's any party. It's heartburn. <laughs> yeah. What's your next question? Next question. Let's next go. question. All right. This is a lightning round. Uh, this, is lightning a, round. this is such let's a hack. <laughs> this is let's such go. a hack question. Lightning round. Just the ultimate. Dude, you gotta do it. Pizza hack question. 
What is your stance on pineapple on pizza? Okay, so it's, dude, it's funny. I did this on another podcast. Great. And like, I was telling, this is a great, this is actually a good story. So I was like, fuck, man, I feel like any topping could have a place on pizza to some level, to some degree. You did like a charred pineapple with like a fucking cured ham and like actually did something that was like sick. I'm not a big pineapple on pizza. Like, if I'm going to Papa John's, I'm not. I don't think Papa John's should have pineapple on pizza. Probably not. Have it. No, because it's shitty canned yeah, pineapple. It's gonna be soggy. It's like, yeah. You get a good, nice, ripe pineapple, charred a little bit. Like, do some shit. And then I was the reason I got on that topic. I was I I forget which podcast it was, but I was like, man, like oh, I, I remember it was a Baltimore guy. I don't know if he ever launched it, but he. Uh, <laughs> He's I never guy. heard the podcast, but so um, I saw a pizza that morning, and I was like saw like English peas on a pizza, which is big in other countries. Like I think like places like Mediterranean, I've seen it English, England. Like I've just seen peas on pizza a bunch from just really world. That sounds like something. There's some weird fucking, you get into some world pizza shit. Yeah. Like follow some pages. Like you get like, like Brazilian pizzas wild. It's got some weird cheat, like, like these creamy cheeses that I've never seen. Um, You've got some weird shit on pizza, right? And so, on other parts of the world, and I was like, but there's a pizza. If they're doing it, they're selling it to someone's buying that fucking pizza. And yeah. then I started deconstructing, like, well, I would do English peas if it did like a fresh pizza with like a, a herb goat cheese or like herb ricotta with like some fresh vegetables on it. It's not like baked at, other than the cheese, maybe, or even the cheese is fresh and it's just a focaccia with like kind of a pizza style thing. And yeah. then you're like eating, next thing you know, you're eating fucking English peas on a pizza and you're like, well, how the fuck did I get here? Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. I think there's a way to like make, yeah, that's English. the chop. I don't, mindset. I think it's, it's fucked up to be like, yo, this doesn't belong on pizza. It is. But I have like weird, that, but... weird, like philosophical and like moral stances on exploited things. Like I'm like, I don't, someone's like anchovies. I'm like, man, the anchovy fisheries are so, I'm such a fucking hippie dippy. Like hippie dippy. Like I will, I like people are like, you watch tea conspiracy. They don't like, give those anchovies like, health Motherfucker, insurance. Motherfucker, sea conspiracy. I've been talking about this shit for five years and stopped eating salmon like years ago. You're just telling, I'm I don't need to watch sea conspiracy. Yeah, I know. I hate you. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I was like talking to a chef about it. I'm like, but anchovies in the fishery. And he's like, oh, I get it. And I'm like, I just don't want to do that to like, I just, when I look at things, I'm like, I'd prefer not to be part of the problems that I see as major, major problems. So and you're saying there's plenty of shit on my menu that part of a problem. Free range. Yeah. Humanely grown pineapples. Yes. Single source wild caught. Grown. Wild <laughs> like, caught. <laughs> straight from Wild Hawaii. caught. Straight. But then you're like getting into pineapples and food miles. And I'm like, but yeah, I would do a pineapple on a pizza. Let me tell you a very I think great... about the shit that like people like Spike Jurd or like Alice Waters talk about. <laughs> and it's really fucked up for pizza that I'm even having these conversations. Like, oh, we have to think about the Wait food till you hear, miles hear who built these mics, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically speaking. Let me just say this. So then later down the line when this is a million dollar idea and you yeah. steal it from us. Yeah. This is the you LFTS podcast pizza. Yeah. Uh buffalo chicken and pineapple. I like that. The sweet with the you do that. Dude, it what, is good. I'll just I'll I'll just put a different fruit on it. Let's call it my own. LFTS, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Collab on it. We got the collab pizza. Once I get pineapple in there, where the hell pineapples just grow in Hawaii, right? That's why we. That is legitimately why we bought Hawaii you, as a state. You know, it's so we, you bought. Oh, we bought Hawaii. Is, for no, the, I'm not even making that up. You know, it's true. I I just found out Don't. somebody who bought my pizzas. Their family. I'm not going to say who. It's a prominent family in the area. They actually own like. 
somebody was telling me they they're like, you know that family like bought like half of Hawaii. It's like a family from this area. Jesus. They like bought they owned like a shit ton of real estate in Hawaii. Damn. And like I shipped them, I shipped somebody from that family. Like they they tried it, and then they're like, "I want the pizza. Can you ship it to Hawaii?" I was like, "Yeah, no problem. You can ship anywhere. Ship to Hawaii." We wow. How, how does that them. work? We freeze them and ship them and send them overnight. But we got a sick deal with UPS, so like it, we can make money on it. Oh, for sure. I just shipped out eight packages today. I shipped. Uh, Do you have to like send them with like freezer bags. You know, you guys shit, like or? Sublime, the band. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that that was actually my last concert. But I shipped my my best friend is their agent, so I shipped him some pizzas today. Oh, nice. Sublime okay. with Rome. It's not Sublime anymore, obviously. Yeah, well, sublime. you got Rome. That was my Rome and Duddy was my last concert before the show. Before wow, the show dude, Jeez. crazy, right? So okay, cool. So you don't just do the DJ stuff. You do like band stuff. I just went to. No, no, no. I didn't oh, throw it. I was that like, was just me going out. You threw the Sublime concert? I was like, no, no, no. I would love to throw a Sublime concert. <laughs> that guy is fucking awesome. The Rome Ramirez story is like just an awesome story. I fuck um, with Sublime. Yeah. That's awesome. We should get him on the podcast. Let's get Rome on the podcast. Yeah, let's get oh, Rome yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. That should be let's, doable. <laughs> let me see what I can do. Straight from underground um, pizza to Sublime. Next, What's the next question? You got another fire round? You got fire uh, round? Shit. I don't know. We can just Cut out up. some of that other bullshit. Yeah. I don't think I have <laughs> another great question. Uh, no. Fun comment. Uh, top shelf liquors. They listen to 101.9 Light FM in their store, dude. Ooh. Found that out. Walked Who in, I was it? listening. Top Shelf Liquors. They're a liquor store they down the street. They listen to what? They listen to 101.9 Light FM. It's a radio oh. station. Yeah. I was going to bring this up earlier because it is completely irrelevant and not important. Yeah. But I felt obligated to say one more thing. And that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in, I was listening to some stupid song on 101.9 in my car. And I was like, oh, thank God I'm not listening to that song anymore. I walked, <laughs> walked in, in the liquor same shit. song playing. Like, I was like, get me the shit. hell out of here, dude. Is this hell? And then I got back into my car, still playing. So that's that. Not pizza related. Not anything related, really. Yeah. But no, uh, I get it. Fuck sh- the radio. <laughs> you don't have a CD player? I do. Why don't you put on one of your songs? Uh, I have a Jim Blossom CD <laughs> and the 2010 Jimmy Selesky EP, yeah. <laughs> the sophomore debut. Sophomore's EP, baby. Nice. <laughs> the only person still carrying around that CD <laughs> in the world. But uh, yeah, dude, this has been awesome, dude. This is first of all yeah, three hours. Dude, we just—is this a marathon? Who's the longest? Who's the longest guest you've ever had? I Probably think Brett Ernst. Brett Ernst right? was three and a half. He's a stand-up that comic. Was that was like five. Have you ever seen the show Dude, Cobra I, Kai? I'm gonna come. Yeah, of course. Okay, so you okay? So he was a co-executive producer. Of that he's a stand-up comedian. He's and his, he's. I have a confession to make. I used to go to my office during the pandemic just to get a break mm-hmm. and just go watch Cobra Kai. So Ralph Macchio, Danny Relu- uh, Larusso's cousin, cousin in that show. show, the guy who like beats up the dude with the bat, who's like the kind of like Guido cousin that works at the dealership. Mm-hmm. Like the kind of like. I remember. I'd have to go back and look at it. Oh yeah, yeah, Danny Russo's cousin. Yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah. like the guy that like isn't there in the second season, but then comes back in the third. So they rehire him at the place, right. and he's like just like fucking with the new guy and stuff. Yeah, that's that's Red Ernst. <laughs> so he was on, and he was at the time when he was on. It was before Cobra Kai had come out, so he was like talking about it. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, dude, it's whatever, dude. Funny. I think that's it's really an awesome good. show. It's I a great it was show. Great. I watched. It, I sat in my office and watched it over a week. Like I'd go, honey, I'm going to go work on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only show I think I've binged on Netflix. I watched all yeah. three seasons in like There's two weeks. There's nothing on Netflix right now. So yeah, it's kind of trash. We should just do another two weeks of this podcast and not yeah. leave. Just keep. So I don't have to go <laughs> stare at Netflix. Um, 
We should, uh, dude, I've got a great comedian who's from this area who I can get on the podcast. He's got the goddamn comedy jam and the, uh, he's like a pretty decent. Oh, pizza. fucking, um, Josh Adams. Yeah, my, Josh yeah. Adams is a great friend of mine. Huge oh, supporter real? of our pizza. Dude, he used to play. I'd love to have next time, next time he's in town, I'll be like, your kind. His mom lives on the Eastern Shore, but, uh, he used to MC my events. This is fu- actually, he, he talked, I feel like he talked about it on a podcast or something. But we threw him at Starscape, right? Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember Starscape? Do you remember that I've thing? Heard of it. Probably yeah, weren't yes. old enough to go to it. Like he was doing, starting doing a comedy, and I was like, "Yo, we got a changeover on this one stage. You want to do some stand up?" We like threw him on stage, and he was like getting fucking booed. And, like, oh no! Kids are like, he's like coming with like it was like a really tough. He's like, "How much time do we have?" <laughs> he's like, like he had fifteen minute set, and they're like. 13 minutes. He's like, oh, oh, no. Shit, I'm out yeah. of material. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it was bad, but it's uh, a rough spot. Dude, because, love like, to people get are tooting instruments funny. and shit. And yeah, like, and he's just, yeah, it was ugh. bad. People are tripping on he acid. Got it. He got some people cheering for him by the end, but it was like, <laughs> like it's a pretty funny story. <laughs> That's yeah, that'd sick. be fucking um, sick. That'd be amazing. He's got great podcasts. Fucking, uh, the 500 podcast. That's his thing. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, I think I have. Dude, it's yeah, like they go the top five hundred uh, Rolling Stones top five hundred albums of yes, all time. Yes, going backwards, and he has comedians just on it, and like different people come on and like do that. They go through the album and talk about it. It's a oh, fucking shit. awesome podcast. If you're into wow. music, yeah. And if, they're doing every in order five hundred episodes. That's unreal. Yeah, Damn. one a week. Damn. It's fucking crazy. Well, that'd be amazing. I mean, if we could link yeah, that out, that'd be sick. Legend. Um, awesome. Yeah, shit, it was dude. great. Thanks yeah, for having me out. It was fun. At Underground Pizza. At Underground Pizza MD. Mm-hmm. Um, you also don't forget to cut out that shit where I was talking. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, this podcast um, can be 45 yeah, minutes long. <laughs> you got 30 minutes of good material in these three and a just half. Just gonna hours. start with me saying that I heard 101 Night FM <laughs> in the store, <laughs> and then just end, and then me talking about some other guy's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so That's anyway. Evan um, Weinstein of Underground Pizza. Awesome, man. Thanks at for having me. Underground on. Pizza MD on Thanks everything. For the beer, bro. Absolutely, dude. You drank uh, uh, half of one. 75% of one. Yeah, so that's I good. Got, yeah. That's a record. <laughs> <laughs> that's a record. Um, All time low. Yeah. Another Maryland awesome. band. There you go. There you go. Are they coming to the record? I think also so. The record 2.0. Yeah, no, no, it's called the record now. It's called the record again Thanks now. Thanks to you. <laughs> we did that. <laughs> we did. I heard that, and I was like, I was like, that sound. That sounds about right. <laughs> like, somebody was like complained on social media. They're like, we didn't think of that. <laughs> Just calling it the record. I, I don't think Paul Mana likes me anyway. Hey, so. what are you gonna do? Uh, that <laughs> is Paul's a guy. I was about to text him tomorrow. Um, didn't know that was Tell his last you name. had me on the podcast. Yeah. Let's see what he says. Yeah, we want to do a live podcast with Underground Pizza at the record. <laughs> at the re- <laughs> dude, we can we can go above him. I'll just we'll go to Scott and Brian. Yeah, yeah we'll go we'll straight to the fine, source, dude. baby. Fuck that. We'll go to Towson we'll Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right, guys. Uh, cool. Uh, Evan Weinstein, Underground Pizza MD. Eric, you got anything coming up, dude? Fucking, uh, I'm doing some like fundraiser comedy show for Zissimo's on uh, May 22nd for That's them big. to get some renovations before they open back up. Sounds right. This is your first nice. live performance in a long time. No, it's going to be a Zoom. Oh. I'm caving. I'm doing one Zoom. Oh, no. 
Well, yeah. I mean, Is this your only Zoom the entire pandemic. Yeah, you're fucking. You're like, I'm gonna do it on the last day. It wasn't. Yeah, pretty much. Last I'm just. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm gonna, and then when it opens up, I'm only gonna do zooms. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> zooms are psychology. Zooms know? were not the move. Um, shit, dude. I literally. I wish I had stuff cool to plug, but like this weekend is my Easter, so I'm just kind of doing nothing this weekend. I think my next gig of any propriety is uh. I don't have one. Not I this week. I guess we're going to have to book you down an underground pizza company for an acoustic set. That would be fucking Ooh. sick. We should do that. It would be fucking sick. We haven't done any music yet. Yeah, I'll be at Underground Pizza on Memorial Day, guys. Come check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you like the Eagles. That's a- uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge Eagles fan. Yeah, dude, you're from Philly. Be perfect, dude. Um, we got the, one of the Eagles poster right up there. Hotel oh, yeah, baby. Guys, like at smash. LFTS Podcast on everything. Stick around. We got another bracket cooking up uh, coming out Memorial Day weekend. We've talked about this. I can't say too much about it because I don't have to cut it out because Baltimore Humor is probably going to take that. Uh, so we won't we won't do it, but I won't <laughs> announce it. <laughs> so we'll just do it when it fucking happens. <laughs> Until next week. Peace. Peace.